0: Okay, okay, we are back, episode two of The Bombhole. How we doing, Stony Buds? We're
1: doing good, man, and I just want to say, wow, the love from episode one, Justin Benny, that we got from this amazing snow community was really something special, and dude, I'm so excited, man. Please keep sending us messages, repost, hype us up, and uh, this community we have, dope.
0: Unreal. Thank you from the bottom of our heart, straight up. For this episode, we get into Nils' story. For those who don't know, he's had a crazy journey. He's accomplished more at 25 than most people will in their whole life. We're talking contest wins, engineering degree, crazy video parts, battling depression. We, we kind of cover it all. We're really excited about this one, huh, buds?
1: Yeah, man, real
0: stoked. I say we just get right into it. Here is episode two.
2: You are listening to The Bomb Hole. Ah!
1: It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. The bomb hole.
2: Hello! <laughs> I'm a hot little potato right now. Holy shit, was that an in inverted with a melon grass? That bitch is crazy.
0: Wow. Oh, okay. Welcome, All right. welcome to the bomb hole. We got my co-host, Eastone. Stony Buds. What's up, everybody? That's what's up. And we got a very inspiring human. We got Nils Mindick, special guest today. How we doing, Nils? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Love hearing that. Love hearing that. Now, I've been wanting to clear up. Is it pronounced Mindick? Is is it pronounced Muddick?
3: It's typically Mudrich, but you can go with Mindick if you want. Perfect. (laughs) I've been wanting to... uh, I kind of want to...
0: Run it back and and get into where you grew up in yeah in Vermont and stuff because yeah. I remember seeing you as like a little Burton air baby if I'm correct
3: yeah yeah I mean as you put it best I was lip sliding the umbilical cord on the way out so exactly. things got going pretty exactly. early exactly <laughs> <laughs> gotta love that um yeah I got into it really early on I was looking back at some photos and I found um one of me when I was hiking the U.S. Open Pipe in like 2003 I think I might have been seven. I think I started riding when I was five, and I was competing by six, and, like, doing junior jams, and... What age were
0: you when you got on Burton?
3: um, Like, signed? Yeah. I think 11. And how did that happen? Um, My dad was college roommates with JG, who's a board designer there. Yep. And then, so JG, just even when we started snowboarding, uh, Hans and I started giving us snowboards just to try out, like, random choppers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then... Just for fun, like any kid sport, we start doing contests and we're like the local kids and would win all the contests and then we're able to like do good at nationals and stuff like that. And, and that um, was Stowe,
1: Vermont, right?
3: That was back in Stowe. Yeah. Yeah, and then we were even right away like traveling, you know, out west to go to nationals mm-hmm. and stuff like that.
1: Your dad was super supportive of you guys, right? That's what I remember hearing yeah. from you and your brother.
3: Yeah, both our parents were extremely supportive. I mean, you know, they are on board with – Hans and I moving out at a super early age. I moved I moved out west when I was fourteen. Um, Jeez, crazy. Yeah,
2: I yeah. wasn't even allowed out of the That's, house past yeah. eight o'clock when fourteen. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, riding a BMX bike. Uh,
3: I, no, it's I. It's um, because I just graduated school uh this past December, and it's been like a very a lot of like nostalgic experiences looking back on. You know, my life so far. We, we're we going to get into it, but I feel like if there's anybody in snowboarding that's up for, like, a lifetime
0: achievement award at age 25. Yeah, 25. It's Nils Muddick, dude. This guy has done a lot of stuff, I'm telling you. But, um, so also, if I remember correctly, you, you wrote for the Bull, too, Red Bull, right? Red Bull, yeah. Red Bull, I remember Red Bull, Burton.
3: Red Bull and Burton, yeah. Yep. And with Burton, you're kind of, uh... I was in the mix with like Anon and and Red yep, at the time. At as age well. eight, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was back five seatbelt, three years old. <laughs> I did hear no. that your dad was
1: putting you on the chairlift alone at like super young ages. I think from your, yeah. from your brother, right? They yeah, just no, put that you on there and let you go. And
3: yeah, well, I mean at the at the time, our mom worked at the ski resort. She was in the gift shop, so Hans and I, and sometimes just resort one of us, babies. Yeah, we'd just be resort babies and like. Stowe is our daycare, you know. Like I remember having to jump up to get onto the chairlift, yeah, because I was so.
1: And that's a good mountain. That's actually my one of my home mountains. Growing up, I know it's a legit mountain in Vermont. Yeah.
3: So it's it's so fun.
0: Little fun fact, uh Stony Buds is the VT look.
1: That's that's why I kind of took a liking to Nils <laughs> when I met him, it seems like twenty years ago, but he's only twenty-five. So <laughs> yeah. maybe it was like fifteen years ago. Were you, you were back there? You, I never knew him. You were Vermont. back there in like eighteen fifty six. Yeah, it's like eighteen fifty six. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I graduated high school in uh, nineteen
0: twelve. <laughs> Great depression it was a good, yeah, good time for yeah, the good back lip. Yeah. Year. <laughs> So, were you winning? Con- like, did you win any major contests when you were on the bull and when you're
3: um, um, not really? I never really won anything. How my like early, my first wave of contests worked out from I'd say nine to about seventeen. Um, or actually, no, it was seven to seventeen. I competed and I did like nine U.S. Opens over that period. Um, I got third at the Junior Jam once. That's, and third that's at hey, that's ones. heavy. That's yeah, and that was like. Those, I think, were my best results yep. from them. And then other than that, because when I was 12, I started doing, like, do tours and stuff. And, you know, at the time, like, my goal was just to make it out of qualifiers, right? And I wasn't, if I'm, I never even, I don't think I ever even made it to finals in, like, a major pipe contest.
0: What I was wondering, too, is if I remember correctly, you, did you get, you got dropped by both of them at the same time, right? Yeah. What age was that? That was at 17. At a, so was that a tough blow when you're, like, at age 17, losing your major sponsors?
3: Yeah, totally. Because, um, I mean, on my end and everyone's situation is totally different, Um, my sponsors, like, fully funded the whole process. Like, it was uh, essentially, like, from about 12... Until now, I was like self sufficient. Mm-hmm. So when I say, you know, when I say things like, "Oh, I moved out west when I was 14. my parents were really supportive. Like, they were on board just to like let Hans and I go, but they weren't kicking down the money. They were, they weren't, you know, they weren't like foot in the bill. They were like, "Have fun, Let's yeah," do this. and they're just like, "Seems pretty cool. Like, you guys should try see this through." Um, so yeah, for me, I had like, um. Like, I used a a college fund that was set aside to finish off high school, and, like, Mm -hmm. it was just interesting, like, all of a sudden, you know, when you're, like, 17 and being very, you know, already concerned with money, but, like, feeling extremely responsible for how you make your income and and how you want to keep snowboarding. Yeah. Which, looking back at it, I'm like, damn, 17—that's kind of young to be like stressing about that stuff.
0: Yeah, but would, would you say on on the board when you lost, did, did it affect your confidence at all? When like kind of having all those, those, um,
3: that's a good question. I don't know if it, it didn't like affect confidence. It definitely made me like a bit bitter, um, and like a little crustier, and like it took me out of being extremely complacent, which yep. I think is what had happened. You yep. know, like you had, and that's. And you're like already
1: I'm, living in Park City, right?
3: Yeah, so I was in Park City going to a school that like operated through the off season, and then, um, yeah, it was just,
0: I, yeah, I think sometimes when people lose like lose a sponsor or something big, big shakeup happens. Sometimes like you need to fall on your face in order to like be like, all right, I gotta, I gotta step my game up, I gotta elevate totally. my game, and sometimes yeah. you get comfortable and. And sometimes those are the best things that happen to you when you when you mm-hmm. lose a sponsor or other life bombs that
3: happen. Oh, 100%. Like, it was, and looking back at it, it you know, there's, like, a few things that helped everything line up. Like, with Snowboarder doing the launch and web edits were had become, like, a lot more popular. And, like, all of a sudden it transitioned that I didn't need all the money and, like, the the political effort to like get me into these high level contests anymore I could just go ride with everyone at Park City and just ride a bunch and it was over those like two years that I think I got so much better snowboarding Mm -hmm. and just a lot better at like finding the route that I think made more sense for me yeah
0: 100% I uh That was kind of around the time when you were starting to link up with Lick the Cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was
3: right around like the Lick the Cat period. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I remember seeing you guys as like Weaver changed that tape and and, yeah. and you guys were the next wave. And <laughs> yeah. I remember like, you, these guys are good. And I specifically remember um, watching one of the Super Park edits of you and your brother. And like at the time, nobody was doing backside five seat belts and stuff like that. I don't remember all the particular grabs, but it was like a lot of back 10 mutes and you guys were doing like sick lower rotation spins. Yeah. And we, and we were tripping on that. I remember Hava was the Solomon team manager and he's like, what do you think about the Mindick brothers? What do you think about the mud dicks? Actually? <laughs> excuse, excuse I said, me, crash. I'm sorry, i sorry about that pronunciation. But, uh, we were like, let's, let's get these guys on Solomon. And so that, how yeah. was that like transition with that stuff?
3: Um, it was, it all happened, um, pretty quickly. Like looking back on it, I'm, I'm almost, like, surprised how quickly I, like, bounced back from getting dropped by all my sponsors and then kind of just tried to do and ride as much as I could for the next year or so until I, like, got a new round of sponsors, and those are still the sponsors I have now, which has been, like, a kind of a while now. Like, yeah, I think I've some been on people salt. never
1: recover from... Riding from Burton and losing that sponsor, so it's
3: yeah, yeah. I think once you're like the Burton curse, they Burton call it. curse. Yeah, like is if what it's once called. you're like off, were you guys were you beach. nervous about that? Um, I was definitely aware of it, and I was definitely you were aware concerned for sure. Because I mean, at that time too, it's like I don't know. I don't, like, you're 17 years old. You're just like 17 year old riders that you had known your whole life. Like everyone's kind of like coming and going, and it's like a total flux of snowboarders. Like people are starting to come up when they're 17 or later, and then like. Friends you'd competed with forever just sort of like falling off the radar and I wasn't really sure what was gonna happen with me.
1: Were you already with Solomon when I would see you at Superpark and the launch?
3: Um the
1: first Which sp- came first for you, the launch or Superpark?
3: Uh the launch. I think they did the launch for th- the three Big bear three years. Um I did two at Keystone. Uh, the first Keystone. one might have been two what was it, two thousand eleven maybe.
1: Which wasn't there one where you were throwing that bloody Dracula down? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that you? Maybe it was your brother. I don't know. I get yeah. you guys mixed up. Yeah, yeah, That was big. Bear. But I remember seeing you guys come out, and when the Lick the Cat crew was all posted, screaming "Lick the Cat, Lick the Cat." Yeah, and just hyping up the whole crew. And it was what Taxwood and you guys were going dumb. I mean, it was the whole yeah. so the whole crew. They were <laughs> just one after another. And you got a cover from that session. Totally. Yeah, that was, like, that was that was Huggy shot it. I didn't shoot that one. Was that your first cover?
3: That was my first cover. Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: That's How insane. old were you at that time?
3: I don't know, like eighteen. Were, were you going to school yet? Um, I had just, I had just graduated high school that fall. So it was the next, was it the next? So it was the following fall. So that was like spring 2013. Okay. And then I moved back to Vermont for the summer. Yep. And then moved to Salt Lake fall 2013 and started going to college then.
0: Okay. So funny story. When, whenever that cut, co- when that cover came out. Uh, an ex girlfriend of mine was in school, and she was like, I, "I'm going to school with this this guy Nils." Yeah, that was um, my first semester. Does he does he snowboard? And I was like, "Nils mud dick." <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I don't know his last name. I was like, well, this guy's Nils, and I showed her the cover of the mag. And she's like, that's – I'm like, there's not that many Nilses. Was and that it,
1: the Super Park
3: cover or the launch cover? This cover? It was the launch cover. And oh, then this oh, one, was the I guess we'll get into this one a little bit later, yeah, so it was different than this it one. Was, okay, yeah. yeah.
0: So that. But I just remember thinking that was so cool. Like, yeah, there's like a snowboarder in my class. Like, yeah, this a motherfucker on the cover right here. <laughs> that's like, insane. Yeah, that just, I thought that was cool. And yeah, around was,
1: the same time, is it true you're in a Disney movie? Oh,
2: no. around <laughs> when you're 17, <laughs>
1: right?
3: <laughs> what are we talking? Let's yeah, talk Disney. Dude, let's talk Cloud 9, man. Is that what it's called? Cloud 9. Uh-huh. I, um, so yeah, funny enough, just through like a friend of a friend, um, Disney was making a, like a kid's movie, obviously, at Brighton, um, the same winter that I ended up getting my first cover. So it was winter 2013. And I had just, like, lost all my sponsors, didn't really have any cash. I was sleeping on, like, Griffin Siebert's couch in Salt Lake. I didn't have, like, a car. I, I owned, like, three T-shirts. I just got rid of, like, everything. I was trying to reduce all my overhead, <laughs> like, full minimalist projects. And ended up getting, like, a stunt doubling gig for Disney, which gave me, like, enough.
0: What are we talking? Yeah, how yeah, much bread are we talking? How let's we talking? let's, uh, let's talk about <laughs> this. Uh, how much money are we talking <laughs> Let's get the I'm facts. trying to think.
3: It was probably like um ten grand through the winter or Woo, something. Fired. Wow. Yeah. Totally. Ten
0: stacks. Yeah. What did you have to
3: do? You hit him with like a
0: 50-50 boot grab? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, dude. i so I ended up stunt doubling for um three different characters. Two of them were chicks. Okay. And wigs? Are we talking wigs? <laughs> air, air wiggly. Yeah. Wigs, dude. Andreas Wig. Wig. Like they had like ponytails attached to the back, of wow. my helmet, Yo. and like for some reason, they were so clueless about tricks that the cloud nine is a trick, and it's a cloud it's, nine's a trick, cloud nueve. Wow! And it's technically okay, now we're talking. They're like they read us the script one day, and they're like, "Okay, so the cloud nine is a triple cork, fourteen forty, in the half pipe And it's they were like, way ahead of their time. And yeah, it was way ahead of its time. And, and they're like, "So, do, which one of you guys do you know which one you would like to do that?" <laughs> oh, and we're like, "No, like no one does that trick." I'm like, "Well, like Sean White can do it, right?" And like, "No, like no one." can do that trick in the half Cut to 2020. <laughs> Bitch, that's an NBD, okay? That's an NBD. <laughs> like, like, yo, motherfucker, that thing doesn't exist yet. <laughs> You're
0: like, all right, on the You're set? Like, e- like, I guess I'm going to try the first triple cork <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. But so,
3: so that was, like, a quick reference of how yep. clueless they were Coffee. with snowboarding. Yep. And then, but they were extremely insistent on the stances of the riders. And, like, two of the characters that I stunt doubled for the most were regular. Oh, okay. Wow. And that, I wrote okay. Switch. I see what's going on. And here. I, like, yep. spent, like, a majority of a winter stunt doubling, like, pipe riding Switch.
0: Wow, that's where the Cab Nines kind of came in. It's kind of, like, yeah,
3: I think that's where, like, some Switch foundations sort of okay. got, like, Copy. set in stone. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <sense. laughs> no, <it's> you crazy.
1: <laughs> they needed somebody that wasn't sponsored, so that kind of worked out perfectly for you. Totally. Yeah, that yeah. was, like, perfect. Yeah, came like, along, oh, 10K in the pocket,
3: ponytail yeah. at the back. Yeah, and I'll still, dude, even to this day, I'll still get, like, People recognize you. No, like oh. twenty dollars residuals. Oh, oh sick! <laughs> nice ball it's out crazy. the twenty dollars yeah, check. Like some, like I'll see. Yeah, like eight dollars. I think was one of them or something. I'm like, that's kind of.
0: <laughs> so have you have you done the cloud nine currently? Yet? No, I'm still kind of thinking, still about, thinking it. Like be, about it. I might be maybe mid uh, free ride world tour. You just yeah, hit it with a cloud nine halfway down. Yeah, on the maybe cliff. a cloud nine, <laughs> <and> Ron. <laughs> got to hit him with the cloud 9. Yeah. So, um one other thing I kind of wanted to wanted to transition into, which I thought was kind of interesting is like so you you're like the constant like reinventing yourself. It's like you, you started as like Air Baby Burton and then you go Cloud 9 and then <laughs> and then you kind of like contest kid then you transition into like video part guy, right? And Yeah. And yeah. I always thought that was cool. That was a nice little seamless transition with the snowboarder movie and Mhm. And all those vids.
3: Yeah, dude, totally. Um, it was really looking back on it, it's it's crazy how like seamless the transition occurred and, and just luckily like the opportunities I had from snowboarder at the time to just kind of make it happen mm-hmm. um really helped that happen. Like yeah, I guess looking back on it, I had mostly been focusing on half pipe riding and I wasn't really even like a park guy. Like train jumps, you know, outside of the half pipe. And then launch and stuff, and super parks, I'd started, I'd been riding, like, more jumps, and learned, like, a majority of my, like, jump tricks over the course of, like, a season or two, like, everything over, like, a seven. When you guys were
1: only just riding, you were dominating your crew at the launch, like, I remember seeing you guys come through, and it was like, this is what's up, these.
3: It was, yeah, I we mean, just got, we had some, we had some, like, things There's a reason out. my
1: snowboarder was backing you heavy, you know, yeah. like, you guys were doing this.
3: Yeah, we were, I don't know, it was... It's funny looking back on it, and and then I had never really, because you're always snowboarding. It's so easy for people to put you in like a, a category. Yes, yes, right. Compartmentalize and compartmentalize. And somehow, I was just like I was prodigy kid, and then you know and then I'm like mediocre pipe kid, mediocre pipe, <laughs> kid, right? Because I was just still like so yeah. young, trying to figure out how to do everything, and then um, you know, and then it was like oh he's like a he's like a park shoot. Like Park Rider kid, yeah. And then, with Snowboarder came out, and I was able to finally get out sledding and, and ride backcountry stuff, and was like, "Oh, he's like a freestyle backcountry guy." Yes, you know. <laughs> I remember seeing you guys doing like the front seven
0: Bloody Dracula on like a cheese wedge and stuff, yeah. and like the front was it a front ten mute and front
3: seven mute with the the slob poke yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I Hans just, was doing those, you guys and were, then I yeah I was yeah. doing like Bloody Dracula's on yep. jumps and stuff, and um. Funny I've kind of another funny story it was the first um so we were filming forward and I think it was mid January it was like later January it was later in the year and I I like hadn't filmed anything yet and um I spent all the money I had saved up on like a $2800 snowmobile sick so I like bank account was zeroed mm-hmm. <laughs> balling, and then ballin and then um Drove up to Jackson and got into Jackson at, like, 3 a.m. And then went uh, out sledding with the guys the next day. Sled broke down because it's a $2,000 snowmobile. Yep. <laughs> and Biling then junk. and then Hans doubled me out, and we ended up building the jump that, like, all of us got our enders on. Was this forward? This was forward, forward. yeah. Trent
1: Was Trent out there? Yeah, it was Trent. He was, was, with was us. building big jumps and... Just like making sure it was legit. The boys were like, working hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, heard we he was kind of like you guys were grinding it out.
3: Yeah, and that was kind of my like experience with with filming for the first like few years was kind of just like getting out with some pretty like established established guys that just really like was like this is how you do it. These yeah. like this is what the jumps look like, you know, Do it legit. <laughs> yeah. You Work it like build like, into the
0: night. Like I heard you guys were like cluster. building like as it was getting dark and then oh, yeah, hit it the next day. Dude, and we would
3: like building. Yeah. It'd be like dark out. And again, we all have like shitty snowmobiles. So we're Trend's just like kind of no joke too. He's like, dude, let's, he's let's really get this done. <laughs> he's like super militant yeah. when you're out there. So being, I, was, I don't know. I feel like I was able to ad- adapt to it and just kind of like worked with how intimidating that was. And, and luckily, I I feel like I rode good enough. that You got
1: your ender. That's insane.
3: Yeah. 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 No, that... And then
0: around that time, you're also starting to go to school in the off-season,
1: correct?
3: Yep. So right before Forward, I started going to school for engineering. Yep. And that's, like, where the cover story came from. So I started going to school, and then film my first like video and then that was just so like what pattern. i was
0: what was the what was the motivation behind enrolling in school when you're like a pro snowboarder you're you're still just like i need to pursue a higher education what's the motivation
3: um getting dropped by all your sponsors when you're 17 yeah right <laughs> plan b oh, <laughs> had a, so it was a plan b motivation yeah it's definitely like a hundred percent it was kind of one of these
2: you're fired
3: <laughs> yeah, so you kind of had to. Was, you kind of had to figure dude, it out I was like well i guess if you can like cut a 17-year-old kid at any time, like, all of this can kind of just, like, this feels like a little bit of a house of cards that can maybe just, like, end really quickly. And especially when you're, like, you're coming up. Yeah. You know, and you don't have, like, you have, like, one, maybe two bad seasons, and then you're just sort of, like, not a, a name or anything yet. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of the full motivation behind it was, and I had also spent, a, like, all the money I had been making snowboarding when I was younger, all of that went to this, like, private school, so it's not like I had like yeah. saved up money and like secretly started like a Roth IRA or yeah. I was fifteen or something. You know, yeah. so like I wasn't yeah. it, it, there was nothing left in had the all school, gone to school. Is
1: it true you guys were kinda of left to your own devices as well? You were kinda of like just put up in a crib.
3: That was um so that was separate from the school. There was, oh, like, it was a set, there was, different school. There was okay. like two things that happened. Hans and I moved out to Park City to go to a snowboard academy and that was a pretty loose program. And then through the Snowboard Academy, they ended up needing help to get, like, the kids educated. And they started working with uh, the Winter Sports School in Park City, which is how I got introduced to the Winter Sports School. It's how I met Griffin Siebert. And then that's um, the school that I finished going to. So I went to the Snowboard Academy for about a year, then finished high school through through the snowboard uh, the Winter Sports School. Winter sports, cool. Yeah. What, what I
0: was wondering is having, like, so much independence at such a young age, like, you're, you're forced to figure out stuff on your own. Like, nobody – I have this theory. I call it the treehouse effect. Like, when I drive by somebody's – like, a kid's house, and you see, like, a nice baller treehouse in the backyard, right? You're like the, – the kid's dad built that treehouse for him. That kid, the kid doesn't know how to build huh. a treehouse. Yeah. But me growing up, I remember we had all this wood in the woods. It was all rotted, and, and it was, like, <laughs> shitty, and we'd step on nails, and we would, like – 45 degree angle fucking hammer that thing to a tree <laughs> yeah. and, and it might not have been straight you wouldn't want to put a level on that bitch but we learned how to build a tree house yeah. we did it on our own because we were <laughs> totally. forced to yeah and so i think a lot of kids that are are still with their parents are they have to cook on their own you're forced to do everything on your own totally right?
3: yeah and i like i mean even in general i our parents always kind of like raised us in a pretty like being it like be self-sufficient sort mm-hmm. of mind frame um so I like could kind of learn, you know, like I started doing my own laundry when I was 10. Yeah. Like, like those are just sort of like Ten. the habits. 10. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Just Shit, like. I still don't even get around to doing that right now. <laughs> you know, it's like all these like random, like little like habits. Buds, who does your laundry? I still, I do
1: my laundry. So my, my wife one time ruined one of my shirts. This is oh, the, you guys this ever is get the classic story. Wait, I've yeah, heard okay, this. If you okay. guys get married. Don't ever complain I've heard about a t-shirt yep. getting ruined because after she ruined my shirt, I gave her some shit. She never You're did my laundry Classic. Laundry fine. fine, fine. Yeah. I'm not going to do your laundry You're going to do your own laundry. And now it's been 14, 13 years. Yeah. That's yeah, a tale as laundry. old as time. Yeah. I've heard
0: that one a few times. I
3: Yeah, I was dating a girl living with a girl at a time, and we had kind of had that situation break out that, I, like, I put some of her's clothes in the dryer that should have been, like, hang dry You her clothes. Ooh, reverse. Like, yeah, reverse. Yeah, reverse. Wow. And then, so, what I did, I was like, okay, we have, like, the only way that's going to work, because unless it's just going to be chaos trying to separate all of our stuff, there's just going to be the hang-dry laundry Bin and then there's gonna be the dryer dry laundry bin and like Dude, this guy that he, works. he's all organized. <laughs> this is how this is just like, it's, that's what I love. It's like, you got you got your brother on, who's
0: like loose operator absolutely kills it in his own right total. And then, opposite. And then you have like engineer minded. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we need we're gonna like we're gonna have our perfectly. If I told my chick we were separating squares, bins,
1: she would cancel yeah. laundry. Man, again. I <laughs> feel bad. My this,
0: I got so many. Skid marks, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> no, I need to switch to earth tone. No I need like an earth tone brown. I don't know,
3: full black, yeah, yeah black, exactly. black yeah, even dude. black
0: though. Oh, Jesus, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't even help. Speaking yeah.
1: of your brother, do you think having a brother that was so into snowboarding really pushed your snowboarding? Were you guys pretty competitive?
3: Yeah, hun- yeah, 100%. I mean, I feel like we were so because you compete at like different age groups, so we were never part of the same age group, You're two years apart, right? Yeah. And then um, I feel like when I was, like, 16 or something, we just, I mean, we ro- we had always ridden with each other a lot, but then it was sort of cool to see, like, how easy it was for us to, like, have a session and on, like, the Breck Park jump line, you know, because we we'd spent two winters in Breckenridge, and that's just all we did was we just rode pipe, rode jumps, and it was just him and I. And that's when we started messing around, because, you know, it's like you're, 30th day in a row riding and you're riding the same jumps it's like well i don't want to like i don't want to try a 900 today <laughs> like well so what's like a back three seat belt work you know like how's that work like let's just start that's how you around. guys got
1: to all those sick grabs that yeah we totally. see you doing. would like, you see him learn a new trick and then you want to get that same trick are you competitive like that or you just both kind of have your own flow
3: um we kind of both have our own flow like i i think one of the more like i think one of the first kind of stylier stylier tricks he started doing. I've still never done, and that's you know like the textbook like Mueller back seven Japan. Oh yeah, I've like Hans has that. got that's a down. really beauty. good one. Yeah, of those. Yeah, and I've still never done that trick. Yeah, I see he does. And like I don't know why.
2: i just, yeah. <laughs> just he let does him have, the let back. Him have that one. He's a back <laughs>
3: rodeo
0: guy. Like his back flips are kind of like back rodeo stuff. Yeah, he's got I, back rodeos. I don't
3: see you do quite as many. You you do those right? Have you done that? Uh, I've done the past few years. I kind of started doing yeah. some like rodeo sevens, mm-hmm. um, and like McTwists, but. I actually, I was terrified of, like, backflips and back yeah. rodeos yeah. until, probably until, like, four years ago. Like, I'd never really done a backflip until, mm-hmm. I think, five. it was about five years ago. That is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. So, I, like, I learned, like, cab double ten before I did a backflip. That's insane. Because I was just afraid You'd of You'd rather do a so cab double ten than a backflip. Hey, you, know, you can kind of see the What about <laughs> a switch switch McTwist? Uh, I've never tried one, but what? I want. Uh, it sounds like a sweet hey. one to try. What about you, Study buzz? I used to have switch and yeah, pipe. That's, that oh, was Buds' yeah. move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hearing that. Uh,
1: granted, it was a mini a pipe. Legend. It might have been like a seven, eight foot pipe back in my day. I They're wanna
0: like, I, we gotta you gotta fire that thing back up. It's still in there, bro. It's, it's still it in, in there. there. It's like muscle memory. Yeah, you got that thing, dude. You got
3: that thing, no problem. Let's <laughs> yeah, go up to the foam pit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let her rip.
0: But and then so like I was kind of just thinking about like just coming in my head now, how you've done like a ton of contests and then like at, around this time, like I remember you won some
3: big air. Like, what was it? The hella big was air. Is that a bend or something? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> what was that? What was the deal with that? That was, um, so that was in 2016. I think it okay. was my third winter filming. And, um, I'd actually been hanging out with Josh Dirksen and Bend, like, supporting. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: major shout out to Josh Dirksen. <laughs>
3: Continue. And you <laughs> may continue. Um and we were on a pretty casual program. Like I was just there to ride with Josh, split board with him a little bit, spent like two weeks at his house, um, with his family, and just like um there coincidentally enough was this big air contest and the prize was like ten grand for first. Ten stacks ten, ten stacks. Another wow. ten stacks. Another ten stacks. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, All right, yeah, like let's do this. <laughs> and no one really showed up. And I, um, method was method
1: to move. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I did. You did a cab 10 double or something. No, I, I, um, or so cab I, nine.
3: I did a cat, so I ended up doing a cab nine. It was like a combined score thing. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing a cab nine and then went Hail Mary, cab 12. First try, landed it, stomped it, never done one since.
0: Ice <laughs> water vein. <laughs> this guy's clutch. So, and then also, uh, Merrill quarter and then did you, were you, are you a World Quarter Pipe champion or no, Merrill, Quarter Pipe? Merrill Quarter Pipe? Merrill Quarter Pipe. Okay. And
3: I feel like, yeah, I won. So that was the next year when I had like, that's like the best season I've had in snowboarding so far is because I filmed for Pepper. That was a fun year, bro. Yeah. Let's, and let's that, talk about that year. Yeah. That well, I think, year. dude, I had like a- Is this the year see, after Forward Pepper? This was no two years, two years after, four, two no, it was years. like four years after, four, four years. years. What the hell? Because there was, I did, <laughs> was a big ass window there. I thought it was a year <laughs> after. What happened? <laughs> a little wormhole, man. No, okay. what was it? Did um, did Forward, and then? Uh, like the cat in the pre- in between, maybe. No, I was was after. After. that was so after. So there was like the first, like the cat movie, which is when Hans and I and everyone was like going buck wild at, at the, the launch. launch and got like that first cover, and then. The, so there's like the cat and then there's forward and then there's the SFD. SFD. Whatever, yes, no, you and your D. brother. Yeah. We were in that. Yep. And then the next year I kind of rode with trans world guys and sort of did That my was own the thing. Dirksen year with that the big air. That was the Dirksen air. year with the big air. Yep. And then it was Pepper. And then, um, and then it was the, Lick the cat movie again. All right. Pepper, yeah. your part in that is gas, yeah. dude. That's, Thanks. That's, that was like. That's like my favorite part of yours, I think. Sure. That's yeah, that's like the best part I got, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> the best. That, that part's awesome. Um, thank you. I'm stoked. Uh, yeah, that was like we had a Sage, Mikey, and I. Um, we're all we kind of like had our like own little thing going on all winter. And shout out Mikey Renz for just sort of like hosting us all the winter. big
0: wig, the big
3: wig. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. <laughs> and um, he kind of just put up with like Sage and I and our total Whistler greenhorn bullshit for an entire season. You guys season. are just
0: burying your snowmobiles everywhere you go, right? <laughs> Pretty
3: much, and just, like, so clueless. Like, I feel, I tried to be as, like, non-intrusive as possible because yeah. I had no clue what was going on up there. But yeah. I'm just, like, staying at his house and just sort of, like, following his lead every day, you know, which, yeah. which I'm so grateful for because, especially in hindsight, looking back on it, being the guy that's just always calling the shots and mm-hmm. like you are the leader, yeah, is not Stressful. an easy position yeah. to be in, you know. And you feel extremely responsible for anything yeah. that does or doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, again, shout out to Mikey for and for then Sa- that
0: you were with Sage all winter, and he was kind of like, was it two years after the Olympics, kind of like f- just getting his feet wet in the backcountry?
3: <sighs> yeah, I think that was his first, like, he'd been, he, I mean, he's always done like a little bit of backcountry, but I think that was his first, like commit to it do the backcountry thing season um and that was like really cool to see as well because i mean at the time and i actually haven't ridden with him too much since then in the backcountry but like obviously with joy coming out it's just like he's been going beast mode he's just like attacks yeah yeah it's it's sick i remember that you had like, some
0: heavy like you, you had the um big old cab nine on the road gap and pepper yeah. you had the front the front seven uh you had a that was that on oh, no, Cab Seven, that Ender on the big old pillow, the pillow yeah, to Tranny Finder. Dude, that
3: tranny finder pillow yeah, session was crazy. That what was what'd you like, do on that? I can't remember. I did so um I just in general, that like zone we were in was pretty playful and fun and pillows yeah. and like it was just sort of a whatever day, like it's storming pretty hard in the in the shots. And I had found that thing and it just sort of looked like it lined up and the snow was soft, so it's like, well, I'll just like build a lip. And like get this all dialed in while those guys are doing something else. And then they it was like the end of the day. And I was like, hey, Leland, like, can you shoot this jump? Like I think it'll I think I think it'll work. <laughs> and then did um did front seven first try, cab seven, like Tuckney. That's what it was. That first try. Banger. And then did the front nine bloody Dracula yes. first try. <laughs> and that it was just like insane. two like in like thirty minutes I got like three of the best shots I've ever had. Also, and then I was like hail mary like try to switch method fell and called it
0: <laughs> bro that thing is flat like oh it's like so you flat. have to i don't like, know like and like for me you should just send a civilian off of that thing to see like <laughs> like because like my legs i would have like kneed myself in the face like you got the like climber guy like athletic yeah, I stance. Know, it, like... i don't know how the hell you landed on that thing it's like no landing
3: Yeah, there really isn't much of, like, a landing (laughs) at all. I don't know how I landed either.
0: (laughs) That's probably, like, I call that, I like to call that the snowball of confidence. Like, when when you start landing a couple tricks, and all of a sudden, you start doing almost, like, superhuman stuff, because you're just rolling, like... Oh, totally. And and you catch those, and it seems like you're on a wave like that at that point. Hands
3: down. And, like, even that, like, jump session, you know, that was, like, total, like, snowball of confidence. Mm -hmm. And then that filming that winter was... The most like confident. You I'd guys ever get been. clip like,
1: high, and you can just land everything. I see that as Are a you, photographer, just watching you guys. Yeah. Are you familiar with
3: kinda, clip high? No, but oh, you're I, not. I think I understand it now that, you've, it's, now that I you. It's I get clip <laughs> high off of you guys. I get <laughs> I get secondary <laughs> clip high yeah. on other people <laughs> in the crew yeah.
0: getting
1: clips. Spe- mm-hmm. You know, especially more now than I used to. Something amazing happens. Like I get butterflies. I feel like I'm yeah. yeah. part just, of just, it, and this ju- is insane. Just to
0: explain clip high to the general public, basically, it's like. When you're filming and you get a clip you're excited about, you get this high, right? Or you land a trick, whether you film it or not. But especially when you're working hard for a video part and you get a clip for your part that you're hyped on, you get this high. And we have a joke amongst, like, you know, Bodie and Scotty Stevens and my friends. That like, somebody will come over and they'll just be on cloud nine in the winter and be like... Is, is this guy on a clip high? What are you going to clip today? What's going on with this guy? And you see Bodie you or something. Totally no, like just, just like grinning. euphoria. Shitty You're like, what's up grinning. with this guy? He must have got a clip today. And Bodie singing and yeah, just he's dancing whistling around, around the like house a, and <laughs> Totally. So that's a clip high. Okay. What?
3: Yeah. And I, dude, I had just kind of been on like, again, I felt like I hadn't filmed like a video part I was proud of. That was like the fourth winter filming. And you know, when I did forward, I shared a part with Sam Taxwood and like, when I did SFD, Hans and I shared a part. And then the next winter I really didn't, I had an online part come out, but it wasn't like my own part in a movie. Light them up. Crushing can.
0: That's a <laughs> bubbly water.
3: Um. So for me, it was still like even going back to when I had gotten like dropped by Burton or something. It was just this sort of like something I'd set out that I wanted to do that like maybe there's a little bit of ego involved, but for the most part it was just like, I just wanted to film my own video. You part. went out that year yeah. and you were like, I was I'm like, I wanna have, like, I want to have like, I want like all my yep. focus is going to be on one project. And I want to have like a four minute video part. That's just like, bang. It was video part. I love I, like, love, I don't want any bullshit in there. <laughs> so I lo- I love hearing that. Like sometimes
0: people think it's like this organic thing, but like in the same for me, all the years I've had good years, I've gone into it and said, I'm gonna film a banger part or whatever, and that's, totally. that's exactly sounds like yeah. what you're saying to yourself. And I like,
3: right? I mean, I even I kept like a journal of all of like the shots and like
1: that's the way to do it, and,
3: huh? Yeah, like fully like had kept track of everything. So then that way I kind of know like, ah, uh, dang, like I would need to do like a switchback five on this jump because I have like, uh, it, like, you already know I can do like a five Yeah, it's like I have. It's like part. okay, well, like you can kind of sort of like be methodical with, with the tricks you're doing because then all of a sudden if you don't think maybe if you don't think about it you end your season, you have, like, five back sevens, and they could all be first try, but maybe it would have been a better move to have, like, a front nine second try, mm-hmm. you know?
0: 100%. Well, I I've, I almost view it as, like, um an artist painting a picture. Like, mm-hmm. it's like each trick, comp. you have to put thought into it. Each trick complements it. It's like if you have a front nine on a cheese wedge, maybe a natty back one will complement that yeah. instead of, like, all wedges or all rails or all this. Yeah, totally. And what, what I was actually wondering about you is, Everybody operates differently, but do you have a premeditated trick list or or do you go into it? Like I, I have, I'm executing these tricks or is it kind of?
3: No, it's all spot dependent. Okay. Like every, like every trick I do, it'll be, I mean, I guess luckily for me, something that I tried to focus on really early on is just having like all four ones through sevens just dialed. Engineer. Engineered, yeah. And then that was like fully with the intention for getting into filming where it's like mm-hmm. the amount of times I've been able to pull out like a switchback three, you yeah. know, and then that's like a sweet clip yeah, is awesome, well, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, instead of having to do a front three again or something.
0: A hundred percent, and a lot of times you see kids, and even myself, sometimes people are not as good at the fundamentals, and, you know, it, in order to do a front ten double – you have to have a really good front three and then a really good front seven mm-hmm. and then a really good front ten because it mm-hmm. all is how you initiate and pop. Yeah, so It's almost totally. like people like yourself that have like, you know, even going back, circling back around to pepper year, you won the Baker Bank Slalom. Like the same yeah. year. that And what is that? That's turning. That's the most fundamental thing there is. Totally. You know? And so, like, the way that comes in in your video part with the – like, first place, Nils Mendick, and the uh-huh. song fades in. It's like yeah. a heart melter. And Dude. How was that feeling, and how was
3: that whole experience? Baker or when the part B- came out? Uh, like, Baker. Baker was, I was just kind of in a daze, in all honesty. Like, at the time, I had I had bank slaloms on such a pedestal in my mind, and I was just like, Iro- not, ironically enough. Was that but, your first bank slalom? No, I had done a, uh, that was my third. Derbies, third, done the derbies. Yeah, so done derbies. i done Baker Bank song. your first Baker. Yeah, so um, that FT. was. FT, FT. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh. No, I miscommunicated that. Okay. So that was my third, I think it was my third Baker. Copy. Oh, third um, Baker, okay, sorry. And I, the first year I did it, I had just won like normal qualifiers, or I had won like the non-pro division at the Derby, um, and then I didn't even make it to finals at Baker. So I was like pretty humbled the first year, and then the second year I got top 10, which is kind of, Significant at Baker because they call up the top 10. You get like a freaking sweet penalty it's blanket. Deal. Yeah. it's that's like, a big deal. It's yeah. kind of like an Especially honor- for the Northwest dogs. Yeah. Not big, Let me tell you something. The street dogs, they don't really give a shit. Except
0: for <laughs> shout-out to my boy, Phil Jacques. He's on the oh, steel. Yeah. He's holding Dude. it down.
1: Sorry to I, interrupt.
3: Yeah. Continue. Shout-out to Phil. F- I love that guy. Yeah. Did I hear uh. maybe
1: your father watched as well when you won one of them? Yeah. So that's the... the big deal? Um,
3: yeah. So... It was the first year. I mean, my dad hadn't really seen me compete or anything, you know, since I was practically like a fetus doing junior jams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one year that he comes out to Baker, I ended up, I won it. And and then I won the switch race as well.
1: In the same race. That was one race.
3: That was, yeah, that was like the same year. Wow. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. That's heavy. And then that was while I was also filming for Pepper and having like the best film season. And then, you know, and like. A five day window. I have this personal, like lifetime achievement that I thought would be like a, a distant dream, and all of a sudden, there, dude. People, there I was. people,
0: are like are that that is like their life is
3: complete yeah. if they win Baker. How old were you when you won? I was so Pepper. Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. Pepper, um, twenty two. I think I was twenty two. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to look back at right because I would have been twenty three for like the cat, twenty four last. Year, yeah,
0: crazy. So that's, that's nuts. You dude, just happen to bring pops out.
3: 22. Too, and- yeah. And, dude, I was so young. I <laughs> I still am young. But, but no, like, 22 normally, sounds even younger. I mean, look at people like
0: Dirksen that have been doing, like, because normally, like, I got, like, you know, turn guy. You don't normally, like, embrace the art of turning until you've, like, bodied yourself till you, like, <laughs> knees don't work. <laughs> like, like, now I'm, like. I'm a powder m- guy. Maybe I'll start. Like, I, I honestly don't, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a turn guy. But, like, usually it, guys in their early 20s are doing double corks. And then you start turning when you're. Yeah, when you're th- and so just somebody that age, like I was listening to you talk about how you, you used to snowboard and just focus on riding on just your edge. Like, oh yeah, and and, and like these, warm these up. crazy, this guy's fundamentals are insane. I, I go, I hit the rail, I side slip <laughs> ninety <laughs> degrees, and then I go straight to the next rail. I'm actually trying to avoid turning at all yeah.
3: costs, <laughs> dude. I don't know. Yeah, I mean maybe that's like the the. I was just kidding. Turning. <laughs> that's like the the square. Yeah, I'm kinda realizing over the past few years I've and that's like moving forward in the future, I kinda wanna like loosen things up a little bit. And part of that's just this like I've just had this laser focus with for what feels like almost a decade now. Yeah. And it's just in all in all aspects of my life, and I'm sure we'll get into this in a little bit. Yeah. Um but that was something that came out of it was like, Oh, I wanna have a I wanna have like perfect all three threes. You know, it's like I wanna have a know what like a perfect heel side toe side turn feels like and even now like still especially preseason and if I'm free riding at Brighton or something I'll do that I'll go and take three runs and each run I'll strictly like be on edge the whole time and I won't side slip at all and then you know you do that switch and you do like two runs and it's kind of dorky but the same mentality of warming up at the gym you know like you kind of warm up you're riding for the day and you just. I'll tell you what I wouldn't know anything about that. I go straight into like yeah. fifty pound kettlebell swings. I don't even warm up. I Just think throw that's
2: my
1: back out. The, the engineering you coming yeah.
3: through, <laughs> totally, yeah. you know that's, what I think—that's
1: awesome.
3: That's, it's like, <laughs> but it helps me. I don't know. Yeah. then yeah. like, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I feel my board. I feel my feet. I feel all the like all my things. Like my muscles are kind of warmed up, and like. This
2: dude, he's honed in, bro. He (laughs) is honed at all times. What'd you do back
1: in the day when you're like 17 and you're at the top of your first jump with Pat Bridges and he's like, Nils, drop (laughs) in. And you didn't get to get your warm-up. It's a night sesh. Oh, man. You just let it fly and did this. I
3: just stuck to the old faithfuls. Just stuck to like tricks I knew I had dialed then, yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: no way. (laughs) And I was shitting my pants along the way. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: think every kid does when they get the tap Mm and it's finally time to drop in from Pat. Yeah, dude. You and your brother and your whole crew did
3: this. That was cool.
0: Okay, guys, I want to transition into a quick, fun little section. We got. It's called
3: got?
0: Name That Video Part, oh, presented oh, by. <laughs> it's, I'm <coming> so bad.
2: <laughs> well, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot.
0: Um, Justin Meyer from Video Grass whipped this up. Oh, it's gonna be a
3: segment on the show. Um, so I need like a like a precursor announcement that my foundational knowledge of snowboard video parts is atrocious <laughs> perfect <laughs> that's perfect <laughs>
2: okay guys Here we go and
0: uh, I'm gonna take us away
2: here
0: <laughs> okay Nils, you ready for this one? Let's do it okay here we go it's only it's only like eight seconds so just oh, god. you gotta listen close
2: show me how the god
3: go Is this Brian Fox? Boom. Or, um, uh, what's the video Boom.
0: Enlightened. Enlighten. Wow. Woo. I, wow. I yes. want I want to congratulate you. We are going to award you with nothing for that. But it's, congratulations. You'll me with you nothing what. instead I'll of criticism is what, is what I got. This,
1: this next one I'll give you that cover blow up. Oh, um, well, actually
0: you know well, is that unfair? Well, the thing I I the, I had a situation. That I was going to have the viewers or the listeners right. guess the next one. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, is, so I'm that, okay that's with that. that. That takes this, some pressure this, off me. Yeah, cool. th- this one. I think you bat 1,000 on this. You guys can sort out the deal for the cover after this. Um, it's,
1: if you want it, I'll get let you go with it. Cause um, you, I don't, but you're a minimalist. I don't know. Maybe you don't want it.
3: I'd take a photo myself. All right. We this guy answer. just got a brand new cover. Don't tell your brother your
1: brother's been asking me oh, for shit. some blow-ups. Maybe I'll hook him up with one. All right, too. don't All right. tell Hans. Don't, don't tell do, Hans. Don't tell Hans.
0: Okay, we're going to go um, <laughs> song number two. This is for the listeners. If you know what song this is, comment on the Instagram post. And uh, the first comment left with the correct answer, we'll figure out a little prize pack for you. Here we go.
3: I've told you that I'm like lightning girl. But you keep hanging
2: around.
3: That
1: is a... I don't think Nels would have got
2: this one. That's a classic. I don't
0: think so not at all. I'm going to take us away. Thank you guys for participating in Name That Video Part, presented (laughs) by Video Grass. Okay, um, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it here. Um, What I was kind of thinking about here was... You know, like we're talking about the amount of accolades and crazy stuff you've done, and even in the off season, you know, like you've gotten really into climbing and really into like gym workouts, and you ran a damn triathlon. Like, where does the, where does the motivation for that that off season, like, like like that crazy drive come from to do that kind of stuff?
3: I I honestly have no idea. Actually, it's just like I think I got something about. Um, hmm. Like, a lot of that stuff, I think there's a lot of parallels you can see through all of it. It's, like, a really clear, like, success, no success, and I have this drive to, like, see how much of a human I can be. Like, level up, kind of. Like, a level up, like, yeah. a, like do I have what it takes mm-hmm. type of situation, and, you know, something like that triathlon, for example, is it's like, if I did it, then, like, mission accomplished, you know? Um And I think that's I I like being successful. I don't you know, it's like I feel like I maybe figured out like a pattern or something and it's like a combination that I'm extremely I'm so grateful that I'm I'm like I'm naturally talented, you know? Like and that's just I'm goddamn athlete. (laughs) Like like, (laughs) I don't I don't wanna sound like arrogant or obnoxious about yeah. it, but, like, I know that that is just something that I've been blessed with. I think yeah. it's fair
1: to say you're naturally talented. And yeah, like, nobody's going to argue that. Bro. And then, like, <laughs> I've been,
3: like, for some reason I'll, in the off-season, I always, you know, school's a perfect example that I am, like, I'm a bright guy, but I am nowhere near close the amount of, like, academic talent compared to my athletic
2: talent, yeah. you know? So, so like snowboarding can, comes easier than Way easier. College. So,
3: like, school, for example, I was... Kind of like middle, bottom tier, and I would bust my ass tooth and nail to get B's, you know, maybe some A's if I was lucky. And that kind of just gave me this, like, gung-ho work ethic that when I applied it to things that I was good at athletically, I, like, saw, like, really quick success, and that became, and that is just, like, super fulfilling for me. It's yeah. Really fulfilling. All the time. you know.
0: 100%. And it's also, the thing that's cool about your brain is it's, it's just like a bicep. In the same way, I feel like with you with school, yeah. you, you even though it's harder, it might not it might not get roided out as quickly. <laughs> yeah. But you can <laughs> totally. still you can still make progress and get smarter like yeah. you would your muscles, you know. Yeah, totally. it helps
1: and to he, enjoy what you're focused on and
2: which yeah, it sounds like 100%. you probably were.
3: Yeah. And like yeah, the that triathlon, for example, I guess I mean real quick like that, I'm almost just as proud of that as I am baker and that was the same year i was just like on one when i was yeah. 22 so, so the you give us just a quick cliff notes like like cliff cliff a condensed notes. version of um, exactly
0: what it was because it's psycho shit yeah
3: so it's not a registered event it's just all the pieces are there to do it on your own it's called the picnic also known as the uh the teton triathlon and what you do is you bike from jackson Hole to a lake at the base of the grand teton you swim across the lake and then you hike up slash climb the Grand Teton, hike back down, swim back across the lake, bike back into, Jeez. back into How town. How many miles is it? It's roughly 70 miles of traveling it's and much. like almost 10,000 vert or something. Like, what,
0: what I had broken down, it was like a uh, 20 mile hike, three miles swim. The rest is a bike basically, give yeah. or take. Yeah, and yeah, you're exactly. swimming in cold like ocean or uh, lake, like, like Glacier lake water, gnarly, yeah. and Wet like, suit.
3: yeah. And I was in a wetsuit and goggles when I yep. started it. Um, and you do the first stint because you have to try to do it in 24 hours, is the goal. And I think mine was like 18 hours or something, mm-hmm. which is pretty mid pack. Like, there's a lot of people that do it a lot faster, and like, there's one guy that's done it in like 11 hours or something psychotic, yep. you know. Um, and yep. like the first swim, I did that completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I just had three homies. Two of them were in a canoe, one was in a kayak. Oh, they're canoeing next to you. And they're just kind of canoeing next to me and we didn't really like know what would like what bad things could or would happen. But my immediate concern why you have someone pace you across a lake at four in the morning when it's dark out is, you know, you get like a cramp or something, you can't yeah. swim. So then they can
1: pull you out or something. You drown, bro.
3: Yeah. So you drowned and I knew I couldn't climb into a canoe or the kayak, so the idea is that they would give me uh, they just had extra life vests, so I'd be able to put life vest on, and then they would tow me to shore. <laughs> dude, that's psycho. It's <laughs> and I was <laughs> and like, it's pulley, and it's I pitch was, black, right? It's not pitch even black. Shore, so yeah. I was swimming towards the horizon. I had like a horizon point in the valley, like Yo. two miles away. Psycho, yeah, dude. And like, and it's ice just cold de- water, ice cold water. And I was in a wetsuit, and like, my wetsuit was not warm enough, and I was like pretty cold towards the end. And then I, you know, if you ever go surfing, like you pee in your wetsuit, and yep. it's like a nice warm up. So I did that for the last like 20 minutes before I stopped swimming and you're not in like ocean water like things aren't moving around you're not like falling in white water so it never gets flush. so like all this piss water just starts (laughs) to get super cold and it's all this cold water like against my body and I like my I got out of the water. My lips are purple. I'm like fully white. Like I don't know how close I was to being hypothermic, but so I. So you're like... not
1: supposed to pee then,
3: since it's fresh water? Is no, I think it's just because you're not. I didn't know there was a difference. <laughs> like the astronauts. Yeah. We're what? What talking <laughs> here. I didn't know there was think, a difference between I, salt water and fresh water <laughs> and urinating in the soup We gotta no, get we I gotta think... get a urination expert. Yeah, on maybe urination maybe, expert. Maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> a urination expert. I'm not totally sure what happened, but it was it was fucking. But cold. it was the urine yeah. was colder than the lake water
2: for some reason. It was just cold, yeah. Well, it was just, the, like, I had broken that, oh, like, in insulation
3: the wa- layer, yeah. And, and then, like, I was just kind of, like, kind of shaking, like, able to eat a little bit and, like, couldn't feel my toes. And then was just, my friends that were with me had, you know, my hiking gear. So, I put, like, wow. my hiking clothes on and just, like, started walking. And it took me I probably at least, like, an hour, two hours of hiking fast to try warm-up. Is
1: it standard to have people come out on the lake with you or is it just yeah. something you thought to do?
3: It's pretty no, standard. It's pretty standard, yeah, that people are, and it's it it's a be. pretty
0: rare like nobody does this shit, right? It's like gnar. Like it's not like a common <sighs> um, thing. Um
3: I mean I think within like the Jackson Hole community it's it's yeah. rather common. Um I don't know like the exact numbers, but like
0: Buds, how much would somebody have to pay you to do that? Cuz my numbers my numbers extremely yeah, my numbers high. Extremely just to swim
1: across the lake in yeah. the ice cold at 4 a.m. <laughs> I don't think I could
0: survive those swim. I can't Dude. swim. I'm a sinker.
1: I actually the swim would I'm be so I probably day. like the swim but the hike I'm sure I would die after the swim mm-hmm. of the water. I'd make it about 200 yards.
3: So the picnic too it was almost like for me it was just like personal thing. It was like setting the record straight for a long term a long time dream I had in high school was to do this backpacking trail called the long trail. It's like this 270 mile backpacking trail. It's kind of like the Appalachian trail, but through Vermont. Um, and I'd been wanting to do it all through high school. And then I tried to do it the summer between high school and starting college because it's the window of time I had. This one was just the state of Vermont. Okay. So it's like 200 some odd miles. Copies. And, um,
1: but the Appalachian trails, Way bigger Megalon. than Vermont. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's like starts in Georgia and ends yeah. on Katahdin. and that's
1: in that Spain. Georgia side of it. I think some sketchy stuff goes on, dude. I bet bootleggers.
3: Yeah, I bet. But so, anyways, I think I was seventeen or something, and my friend that was going to do it with me bailed last minute, so I tried to do it solo.
1: That's when the shit goes down, dude. Made it like
3: you'd... made it like a week, and that's covered like a lot of ground. Um. And but I still didn't like do the trail. And yep. then shortly after that I learned about the picnic and then it was like three years later I did the picnic. And for some reason it was just this like built up thing in my head that I wanted to do. I think some I think it's
0: cool. When I when I'm listening to you talk, I almost hear like some of your failures are probably like those failures before like getting dropped by Burton not making it made you work that much harder. It's like not making yeah. it on the Appalachian cha- trail, yeah. whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> did, like probably made you overtrain for the next one. And I, I yeah. think like when I look at it from an outsider's perspective is like, I think, you know, a lot of like traits you see between successful people that have done a lot of really cool stuff is they, they, they self-trust. And that comes from like it simply just being like, all right, I'm going to, I say, I'm going to work out every day for two months and you work out every day you build that confidence and you can mm-hmm. keep moving the peg forward. And it mm-hmm. seems like mm-hmm. you have a really good job with your self-discipline being like, okay, I'm doing this picnic in Jackson that's like psycho serial killer shit, <laughs> but I'm going to like wake up at 5 a.m. and like try make a regimented thing to go train, which is like super commendable, especially in our, our like, you know – freaking burnt toast scene of snowboarding where people are just like, what up, dude? I woke up at noon today. Let's go do a tray flip. And you're just like up at 5 a.m. just like yawking kettlebells like I'm
3: doing the Appalachian Trail. Like, I just think it's I sick. Know it, I don't know if that's much of a dichotomy between the two, but <laughs> you know
2: sounds, what I'm saying? Though? Sounds romantic. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, I yeah, I don't, I get it. I yeah. wonder what would have happened
1: it, if he never got cut by Burton. That could have been the push. That dude, just, that would have
3: been the yeah. softest dude ever. Yeah, that <laughs>
0: <inside. laughs> Maybe that's the real Burton curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that. Oh, man. Um, one thing me and Stony Buds were wondering is, like, you got the engineering degree. Do you have, Do you have like, a, a strategy
1: or a plan on what you want to do with that? <sighs>
3: I mean, again. I what was
1: your exact? Because engineering is a broad term. What yeah, was your exact so focus?
3: I did mechanical engineering, was what my degree was in, and then, um, within mechanical, it's like that's like saying you have like a marketing degree in business. You know what I mean? Like it's still extremely broad. Um, and I really like like three D modeling and like design and the design process. And actually, over the course of like the last year of school, I got a lot more psyched and kind of learned a little bit more about product design.
1: Were you doing like CNC machines, um, programming? Robotics, right?
3: I never, so I did a class where we like made a robot and that's like a lot of coding and I'm a okay. pretty trashy coder. I'm yeah. really good at like, uh, or not really good, but I excel more in like SolidWorks, which is like 3D modeling and stuff. And that's just, that's like the visual thinker. I think a lot of people that we know would be able to like transition more into that as opposed to reading lines of code. Code, yeah, that's yep. gnarly. Yeah. Um, and I thought for a bit, I mean, this is like, even just like a full side tangent, like I, a year ago, um, I had to go to school full time for the winter to finish my degree. So that was winter 2019. Um, and just at the and at the time I thought maybe I was like, wanted to transition out of snowboarding or maybe I I thought
1: in all realness, I thought I wasn't going to see you out shooting again.
3: Yeah, I kind
1: of like that Or, like, in the vibe. scene. And I, I thought, thought, like, a oh, lot of shit, people... Nils went to school, he's moving on.
3: Yeah, totally. And that's kind of where my head was at, too. And, like, at the time, I was, it was a bunch of things. Like, I had just told myself this story for so long that for a while, I thought, because, like, the Burton thing at the time came so unexpectedly, expectedly, in hindsight, it wasn't unexpected. Um, but that, like, lack of job security had just always eaten away at me. And I thought that I would be lucky if I had gotten through snowboarding or if I had gotten through school and was still snowboarding. So at the time, last winter, pretty recently, I was just like, I don't know. I feel kind of burnt out. Like I feel directionless. I don't really feel like I have any. What are you going to do next? Like, I don't know what to do next. Like I. Be stagnant. Kinda. Yeah. Like super stagnant. And I was just sort of leading this life at the time that I was like, well, you know, I'm like, maybe I could be. Like, you know, a majority of my friends that I hang out with and just get a normal job, make twice as much as money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, because like the pay is good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, like, especially with your degree, I mean, an engineer. Totally. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, I worked at like a pretty traditional cookie cutter engineering firm over the summer. And it so you was, already had
1: a job. You could have stayed.
3: I could have stayed. Yeah. And, um, it, it was just like a series of things that, that whole like, it would have been the end of 2018 i had like a psychotic semester of school and was just spread extremely thin burnt out on snowboarding 2019 like still burnt out on snowboarding focused on school and i was just pretty like pretty like depressed the whole time like i was not in like a good place and i because just kind of, of
1: maybe school being so stressful or yeah or loss of direction maybe <laughs> contributing.
3: it was yeah. all the things i felt Everything. like i didn't have like anything to work towards in snowboarding and that i was sort of like maybe the timing wasn't perfect but inevitably you always have to make that transition at some point and maybe i was kind of telling myself like oh this could be the timing
1: yeah it's gonna happen and you're 25 but maybe. you're 25 That's
3: insane i was 24
1: 24 <laughs> yeah yeah
3: you know, and then like, because I mean, well, coming from my end, I was like, well, I was 17 and like, I lost all my sponsors. Like, what's 24? Like, I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, that can happen anytime, I and guess. I was just, yeah, and I was just sort of like heading that way. Um, and I thought that I was gonna just be out, and then, um, I just really really was like not a happy person last summer and like
1: was it because you were in the back of your mind you were maybe losing <laughs> snowboarding or it was just everything I think that I was
3: i think that was part of it it was just like a number of things it was every, it was everything like i yeah. was just like didn't really the work wasn't as fulfilling as i thought it would be yeah um, and what were
1: you designing at work what were you doing
3: um at work i was at like a water filtration company Making instead make sure your water is up
1: to spec and all that. Yeah, exactly. Up the code. Up to code. Yeah.
3: And then then like, you know, it was (laughs) fairly mundane, but it was like, I got to see a lot of, maybe a little bit more of like, corporate world and, and what's out there, and just kind of get exposed to, um, I don't know, you know, a lot of things that I hadn't really been aware of. Well, and
1: you're working a nine to five, you got a girl at home, life's kind of getting serious.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, living with a girlfriend, and, and she had, just transitioned into um, coding. So she is like a computer engineer. um, And both of us kind of have these like technical backgrounds, you know, we have power couple. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, both of us are like super into climbing. We're like raising a dog together and you know, you're living together and I'm like
2: all grown up.
1: You were like one step away from being a full blown grown up.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, and and then that summer I was kind of like the analogy I had, been using or the analogy I use is I had sort of all of a sudden I think it had just gone on long enough and I realized how like I just felt numb and I didn't realize like how a sp- is
1: scare- scary I would say yeah the real life is a little bit scary oh
3: totally and you know like I didn't you know you don't really know what's going on when you're going through it but then all of a sudden you're kind of just like I don't like you just don't feel am I happy good. Yeah. yeah like am I happy and I wasn't even like And that's kind of another thing. Like, I'm totally cool not being happy all the time. Like, that's not my goal. Yeah, you can't be happy 100% of the time. And, you know, it's like I would say with snowboarding, I was telling someone the other day, like, I feel like I have fun and I'm, like, happy and bubbly, you know, 50% of the time When you're landing tricks. Yeah, that, like, (laughs) split second after. When you're clip high, high. yeah. And that's about it. And other than that, you're like, I am, like, extremely motivated and fulfilled. And that's not always happy, right? Those are kind of two yeah. different things, you know? And that, and, like, being motivated and fulfilled is what a large part of my life is. So, anyways, I just felt, like, numb. I didn't feel anything. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh, you're pretty, like, not stoked. Like, you, I was pretty, like, depressed. And you, you might <laughs> be getting ready for 25 years of that. Yeah, and I was, like, going to bed at night thinking, like, am I going to blink and, you know, I'll be in my late 30s, have a house, maybe, like, a kid or two and like this is my life like forever you know like this is is this it like is this where it's is this where it's at is this what I'm deciding to do and and it was kind of in some of those moments that I felt like I was I felt like someone was pouring sand into my hand you know oh wow and I was just like deciding to open my hand and the analogy there is that sand is snowboarding in the opportunity right and like me opening my hand is just being like I'm gonna like focus on engineering and and like growing up and essentially you're 20,
1: 24 at the time or twenty-five. Twenty-four, like kinda working young. through all that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Everything's been young. F- I mean twenty-four, but I've been living on my own for ten years. True, well. true. <laughs>
0: well, it's a trip for me because like I always feel like you're you're an old soul in a younger younger man's body. But like when I was twenty-four, it was I was a kid, like still just yeah, like partying, not thinking about the future, just being a maniac. And it's like kind of crazy to think, like, you know, you're here, you are 24, like you have snowboard opportunities, but you're like, ah, I think I'm going to go with this engineering kind of like domesticated life because it's that time now at age 24. And it seems like to me, from what I'm listening to you, it's almost like you, you had, lo- you had lost your, your hope as far as what the next goal was or something like that. Or, and, oh,
3: a hundred percent. And like, I had lost a bunch of hope with what I wanted to get out of snowboarding and I think, you know, like you always make comparisons and I was kind of just comparing, you know, sort of where I had ended up after, not ended up, but like where snowboarding was for me a few years after Pepper and like thinking that maybe that would significantly change more things in snowboarding, but I still felt like I was kind of trying to like, had something to like prove and I didn't feel that established and.
1: When snowboarding is not always fun, too, it's it's hard at your guys' level, so it's yeah, it's a tough tough thing, I'm sure. Totally, and especially you know, when you know you have your education over here.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. I was like, I can, like, I could, like, before I graduated, because at the time last summer, you know, my degree was like in the bag, essentially. Like, and I the didn't, fact I didn't that you have got that other,
1: while snowboarding is insane.
3: <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs>
1: nice to me. I think
0: I think it's really cool for people to hear. It's like you have yourself who's this guy who's one baker banked. He won all these big air contests. He's video like parts. video incredible video parts. He's like on top of the world great sponsors. Two covers. Two covers and like just and in this he's running marathons and he's freaking rock climbing and he's got an engineering degree and it's like it's like people think that they're the only person out there that struggles with depression and stuff. But it's like, even people like yourself were out there grinding, go through it. And it's, I think it's important for people to hear that, you know?
3: Well, dude, I mean, what it was for me is like all the, a lot of those successes were like a, how I came to understand it. So I guess we can finish the story and then we'll, and then we'll go into how I've understood how I understand my process. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and essentially how that summer ended off and from then until now, what's sort of, happened what it was happened is that I like things turned around kind of quickly that I like finished um finished my internship started my last semester of school pretty soon after um broke up with my girlfriend at the time that same week started training at like the sect with Jeremy Jones and Bodie and all those guys and Sage and it's just like a pretty like for me, that's, like, an easy message. What's the
1: sect for people that don't know, like myself? I know sect a little is, bit. It's, but. like,
3: a, it's a group fitness gym that's ran by, like, a complete animal. And, and some like big dog snowboarders like, in there, it sounds And like. there's, like, some big dog snowboarders that are in there, like Sage, Bodie, uh, Pat, Jeremy Jones have been going there forever. The you guy there, that Chris, or? Uh, we'll get him the, in there. Yeah, I'll get him there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to embarrass these guys. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. True, true. Um, I think to, like, it's pretty, like, Aggressive high intensity things like, like I like, I'd throw up every now and then. Holy, and the dude! Sh- so I would the- last about 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> you're fired. And, like, uh, for example, the guy that was training us was the same dude that trained the actors for that movie 300. Oh, geez, you we were just like, <laughs> Wow, that's kind <laughs> of athletic. A, like a let's go. So the, the buffest it's dudes pretty, on the planet, yeah. So it's pretty like you're in it and like you're committed, you know. And Coffee. then, so it was. Those two things, and then I had also had been exploring the idea, and reached out and got like a, a confirmation to do the free world tour for the winter. And then all of a sudden, that like those those three things, like, okay, I'm graduating, I'm gonna work out hard, I'm single now, like, and I just like applied this laser focus, and I was like, you know what, I like, I want to take all this effort that I've been putting into engineering school. Which is like a lot. Like I would wake up and my eyes would be twitching. I have like gray hairs and like, you know, I have oh, gray, gray hair Gray, I have gray hair had <laughs> 20 Bush over 20, here, huh? 24. 23, I started 23 gray 23 year old Gray Bush. Yeah. Okay. Like, Crazy. You know, it's just like high stressful. Like I've broken yeah. down crying in school. And Wow. Just a lot of it is, is expected out of you. Yeah.
1: It's expected to break down. Let Not the stress expected get to you. break
3: down and let the stress get to you, but to perform at a certain level in uh, school. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a, being a pro snowboarder. You're expected to perform at a certain level. When
1: you're paying for this out of your pocket, And you want to be successful and make the most of it.
3: That too, you know. So it's like a lot of stress is there. And, you know, all of a sudden it was just like, okay, I want to put all of that effort into snowboarding and just kind of see what I can do. So what really flipped
1: the switch? The breakup? The invite?
3: (sighs) It was every combination. It It was the combination of all the things that all of a sudden I was just like.
1: And missing that life, I guess.
3: Yeah, and I was like, you know what? like, And kind of realizing, you know, the sand analogy that I was like, oh, I'm like deciding to let this go, yeah, you know, and like too soon, fuck it, you know, like I want in, I want all in, I want to like, I want to use engineering to design and work on stuff in the off season. I want to like use what I know how well I can use Excel and like love it PowerPoint to yep. like well, and now engineering projects, there. And engineering's proposals. there yeah, no matter like, what you do, right? Engineering's always going to be there. Like a nine to five yep. is always there if I want it, you mm-hmm. know, and and for right now, I realized you know besides just 3D modeling school gave me a lot of these really good skills it like a like technical skills as far as like business and communicating go and i'm like oh like i think i can start to like figure out my role in snowboarding from like a i look at it in kind of like a pretty business aspect but um at least for me and how i function that that's like just how i got to do it and and then yeah and then i just I I love I love so, so much of what I'm hearing right now, and yeah. I just want I want to circle back around from yeah, how I'm processing, back. It yeah, because do. I I feel
0: like a lot of people think it's like when I reach the goal, then I'm happy, right? When I like I felt it it in my life where it's like I wanna I wanna buy the house and be comfortable and mm-hmm. and achieve these things, right? And mm-hmm. then you achieve them, and you think that you're actually the most unhappy after you achieve them. It's almost like when you're clawing your way to the top or you're clawing your way to get there, the struggle's the best part. And when you're done and you lose that struggle, it's like you became depressed. You became complacent, maybe a little bit lost. And I love that. And to me, it's like this analogy of like football where it's like you get your first down, right. And then you got your first down, you got to move the chains forward. Like, let's go, let's get the next first down, you know? And if you don't move the chains forward,
3: well then what? You know what I mean? And so, um, and I think that's just, that's 100%, like, I think where I'd, I've realized I operate well is, like, it's even little things, you know. It's, like, every aspect of my life, I'm I'm extremely, and this is just through school, I think, like, goal-oriented. Yeah, structured. Uh, structured, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then, like. Totally opposite of your brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> seemingly so. <laughs> um, but with that, yeah, it's, like, uh, you know, dinner, like. Cooking is even a, a simple example that I like. Make like I made pad thai the other night and I'd like just finished cooking and I'm like dishing everything out. I'm just like, what am I making tomorrow? Like, already planning. Yeah. I'm just like, and that's always. Bro's on it. Oh, There's nice. always like the I'm next not, game. not like me and you, but <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think like it's a. I, I decide at the grocery store three minutes before <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get on Yeah, home yeah, and cook. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I don't know. Well, it's funny too because, you know, we could kind of go into like what that process of my life I love even it. looks yeah. like, you know, yeah. cause, cause it, for the most part, it's, it's on the surface brought a lot of success. You know, it's like there's covers, video parts, contests, you know, like Baker, you know, I'm sure we'll go into free ride world tour yeah. title. And yeah. like, there's all these like benchmark things degree, like, and, but in reality I, I had sort of realized, you know, after I started, um, um, after my like split up, I started, you know, I like started talking to a therapist because I was still numb, you know, like even through all of that, through all these like decisions. And I was, no, I was just like, oh, I wasn't not even that. It was just like, so I didn't work through those emotions. I didn't feel like a fucking thing. Really? Yeah. And that's when I was like, this isn't like, I don't think this is good. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, SLC mental know, How's that, you know? <laughs> how's that healthy, experience though. been? Yeah. It was so helpful, and yeah. I think especially for, like, you know, and I I just kind of, like, I just did it, um, and I, the more people I talk to, especially, like, just in general, people are, like, it's, I think it's a lot less common to either talk about it or just to, like, you know, for a younger guy, especially a seemingly successful age. guy to be, like, I think I need to talk to a therapist, yeah. you know, and, like. That's huge. And it was really good, and it just helped me unpackage and understand a lot. Yeah. And one of those things is, it's funny because you you go back on this, like, oh, yeah, you, like, grew up at a super early age, like, you'd done all these successful things, you've always been on your own, and for the most part, I've, by, like, I was almost, like, by attrition, I, like, the way I describe it is there's this, like, I have, like, an emotional sense of self, Mm -hmm. which is what I had just completely blocked off for so long because everything in my life detached and everything in my life like required me to have this, um, analytical sense of self. And that's where like naturally I think my brain already thought that way. And then there's things, uh, snowboarding, doing tricks, big mountain lines, engineering school, rock climbing, all this stuff is like, um, leave your emotions at the door. Yep. You know, like you have to turn on like your analytical thinking brain And it brought me a lot of success. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, faced with like, couldn't really like um, confront myself about how I actually felt. And I didn't understand that I needed to confront myself about how I felt with like where my head was at going into this season. And then obviously like that took like a huge toll on my relationship because I'm just closed off. And like, I don't even understand that I'm closed off. I'm just like, I don't like maybe we're having a fight, but I don't feel anything, yeah, and it was yeah. because, yeah, and it was because, and i I kind of understand it a little bit better now, it's like, oh, something intense and serious is happening, like think like that's like my default yeah. is like think it, don't like like don't react, don't react Detached
0: defense mechanism, yeah, thing like that,
3: totally,
1: and it was just, and that's hard for a relationship if you're not. Oh, it's like emotions. super hard. Yeah.
3: You, like you need it. I
0: you know. know? I, I can relate to that 110. Yeah. yeah. 100, and it's, just exactly like, through. yeah.
3: it's just like a, a human thing. And that was like, I had no clue that those were like the things that started being developed at such an early age. And because it seemingly brings so much success Copy. for so long, Yeah, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like. I got some shit to figure out. To figure out inside we'll here. You yeah, know, you
0: know, you know what's really cool about like doing some of that like emotional intelligence or working on yourself in that way. It's like it it has a weird stigma about it where men, you know, like it's like men are like, I don't need to do a therapist, I'm fine, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and sometimes you don't have to be sick to get better. And I feel like in the same way that you can get physically fit and you can get, you know, like you can diet well or you can you can grow as in better you know get better at your sport you can also get a more emotionally fit and I think that that like seeing a therapist or working working through some of that stuff it all just brings a better balance to your life all the way through where you're not just Dude. psycho achieving because like psycho achievement doesn't bring you happiness psycho yoga doesn't bring you happiness it's about a
3: balance between the emotional oh, and totally. the, and
0: and all that stuff I it's think. just
3: yeah know and that's like that's kind of what it turned into is like understanding like myself how I kind of function in the world a lot of it I mean a lot of it was just understanding my relationships with other people and how like my relationships with people have like kind of formed and yeah um but yeah like my emotional sense of self and I think that's I've listened to some podcasts about it and like I've I've you know had this conversation with a lot of people that I think you know like the especially growing up on the east coast there's like
2: this, you don't talk about feelings there's like the stigma <laughs> nope. you know there's
3: kind of the stigma of like the the tough male figure Absolutely. yeah hard-nosed you know?
0: east coast motherfuckers just yeah yeah i'm raised and, raised, raised and by like, one of those guys yeah 100 like, <laughs> yeah, and that's
3: super that is an insanely good skill to have yeah. to gritty to an tough. extent yeah you know to it sometimes and oftentimes to a fault and that's it's, like it, it's hard on the
0: significant other in the relationship yeah. when when yeah they I can, basically it, can't hang totally yeah. it, I can yeah. be a
3: bulldog absolutely but you you don't want to be a bulldog in your relationship you want to no you want but yeah that's or even just like yeah how you like understand and communicate with other people mm-hmm. you know and then like yeah
1: so therapy was pretty sweet for you worked therapy out well.
3: helped a bunch yeah Steve yeah. shout out to Steve. <laughs> I love hearing that, bro. I love really, hearing really that. Cool. Yeah. that. That's like, it's like
0: I could talk about that all day. I love the fact
1: that back to at your age you went and did that—I mean, I don't think I'm ready for that at my age—and that's that's Dude, huge. I tell but you, I need some therapy. T- yeah, like think, yesterday, yeah, bro. That's, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. that's huge of like, you to make that. like you. to make that decision to be like yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, figure this out. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, because that's
3: I, I, yeah, continue. <clears> and that's just—I don't know—it's just one of those things. Like I think a lot of people is funny after I've. Granted, I've only, like, I probably talked to the dude, like, eight times, you know? But, like, eight hours of talking to someone with, like, they're trained to help you navigate these conversations with yourself is essentially what's happening. And then, like, have, like, a non-intrusive way to, like, have you ask yourself the right questions. Like, that is super helpful. 100%. And what's the the alternative?
0: For me, there's either A... You bottle it up and think you're the only person going through it. Am I going crazy? B, what I do, dump it on my friends who aren't qualified for this shit. Yeah, they don't like that shit. To yeah, bad that too. And <laughs> it's like I'm dumping all this shit on my friends that I'm going through. They don't know what to do. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Like go
3: go talk to somebody that actually knows how to talk help to you a navigate pro. it. Right. Yeah. And it's the same. T- it's like you go to like a fi- like I go to a physical trainer. You know, I go to PT. Yeah. Like your mind. Everyone knows your mind is the most important muscle. Yeah. And like that means more than cramming. Engineering oh, your, problems. Your penis
0: is pretty important as well. <laughs> that
3: too. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It. Um. Yeah. Even that. That like segued to this whole. Um. I became pretty good friends with like uh, Elias Elhart over the okay. winter. Yep. Um. And him and I kind of saw eye to eye because after I'd sort of been going through this process of like being just being honest with yourself. Yeah. And then actually like acknowledging just how you were feeling and like being able to understand your feelings and all these things, like that guy's already there and like hats off to him. And he actually, I think talks to someone as well, you know, really? Yeah. And like, I, you know, it's, um, you guys bonded. Yeah. We like became on like the first stop of the tour, we became like really good friends. And I like faced, I FaceTime with him yesterday for like an hour. And it was awesome. It was one of those things. and, And maybe there's another way we can get into this, but it was like the, came to understand that there was this like in in snowboarding and skiing and these like extreme sports, these lifestyle sports, that there's this stigma of being like in a struggle. And on the surface, like a lot I think a lot of people look at the sports and it's it's just like, oh, it's always fun. You know? Like, was, like these guys are just out there having a good time. Or, you know, I'd have like a shitty run at the tour and people be like, Well you still had fun though. Like, and you're like, did you? No. Did I? It was like <laughs> Uh, and you know, as a reaction, you say yes. Yeah. Right. You risk your life. But in reality, it's like, I couldn't sleep last night. We woke up at 4 a.m. I'm on the other side of the world and I like kind of risked my life. And now I have like a shitty score for, a, you know, a subjective contest, but it still means a lot to me. So like, it, it, you just go through this like turmoil of a process and then to have someone just tell you like, you still had fun, right? Yeah. It was, like, Talking about the but, tour. No. Yeah, you yeah, did, like, right, it's, dude? Yeah. No, like, and it's the same thing for a video part. You know, I'm sure you can relate. Oh, dude, you're you're living in
0: a life of stress. I'm not trying to downplay, it, but there, it is always only glorified. Like you're saying, it's the only you yeah. only see the trick you landed. You don't yeah. see the fact that this fool. Has ten concussions and is throws up if he hits his head, or somebody that mm-hmm. um, what it takes to or, get you guys
1: where you're at. Yeah,
0: or what you got to go through, or maybe the other things in your life that struggle from
3: the yeah the the things that well, you, you know relationships. Hundred <laughs> yeah. like, percent. Yeah. yeah. Every time <laughs> I, you leave a girl behind, there's stress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got that you don't at home. How many days? Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's uh, but uh, So I don't know. Him and I had had that conversation a lot, yeah. and I feel like I've been like trying to get better at holding my ground and understand how to navigate that conversation with people of like, you still have like a good time, huh? And it's like, actually it was really stressful, but like, you know, I'll be better in a couple of days. But for right now, I'm, I'm really upset. Well, that's good. You That'd you be good like, answers be to have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. When you're getting interviewed off after <laughs> yeah. one of my runs, like, yeah, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like to get into the free ride world yeah, tour stuff tour. because, yeah. um, Let's go that you know route. that's that's the
3: move in the chain forward to the next goal. And I, exactly. I, love, I love it. it. Yeah, like, it gave me it gave me that like direction. Yep, you know what I mean. And that was there was that whole year leading up to going into the tour and everything that was going on. And I was just like, oh, sweet! It like gave me like. Tell us a little thing. bit
1: about the tour, like. What's it consist of? How many how many competitions? Where were you? Yeah. What's going on? So the
2: free what ride- is the tour? Yeah, exactly. so the,
3: the FWT is the Free Ride World Tour, and it is a um, free ride. So essentially, big mountain contest ser- series with skiers and snowboarders, men and women. Um, the I'm trying to think. I don't know how many years it's been going on, but at least like. Fifteen. I've definitely seen it on TV before. It was the twenty. It would have been the twenty-fifth year that they hosted the the final stop. Wow, which wasn't always a part of the tour. So it was just like the the like crown the crown stop at the very end has been going on for the big event. What would have been twenty-five years, um, and yeah, there's uh five stops total, one in Japan one in uh, Kicking Horse, Canada, and then the final three are in Europe. It was uh, Fieberbrunn, Austria, Andorra, and then the final stop is in Verbier. It's the Verbier Extreme. Um, And essentially, you just go one at a time. How many riders? There are... There was like eight snowboarders, typically, and I think there's like 25 ski men.
1: Oh, really? 25 skiers, eight snowboarders?
3: A lot of ski men, really big in the ski men category. And then I think there's... Ten, you know, ski women and about seven snowboard women.
1: And they basically just take a fresh slope, hasn't been tracked, and you guys rip it apart. Yeah, exactly. One by one, probably a lottery.
3: One by one, you know, exactly. A lottery to get, like, your spot and, like, your drop. You want to go first? Because you get
1: last spot, it's all chewed, bomb hole.
3: It depends. Like, if you're the first out of the whole thing, like, if you're the first rider of the event to go, like, that would kind of suck. The scoring's nothing to gauge on. Uh, because, like, the scoring's harder to gauge on. What I had found out that, like, you, you can look at the slope. You're not allowed to, like, ride the slope at all. Do you have a and separate
1: it, slope from the skiers?
3: Uh, no, it's all the same, oh, like, geez. venue. Yeah, so everyone just goes, and they just kind of do it in one, like, one push. Um, And so the snow is, like, always pretty hard to, like, line up good snow conditions. And so for the most part, especially going from filming where you're trying to, like, peak perform in peak conditions ideally. You're trying to just like perform in odds are like the best conditions you got, which ninety nine percent of the time we all know is pretty mediocre. Yeah, Not gonna be right. That good. So like
0: you don't get that many good days compared to that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um so I like if you're the first guy out of the whole thing to go and you're kinda questioning the snow and then like you do a safe run but the snow turns out being kind of good, then like you just the blew other, it a little like, bit. You blew it a little bit. The other riders know that it's good. They can go a little more buck wild. And then, you know, like Japan, for example, the two main tricks that I had, um, both takeoffs had been, like, hit already, but only by one or two other people. So, like, I had, like, a packed out takeoff yep. as yep. opposed to just, like, a fresh snow roller. Well, you
1: can't get that.
3: I feel like as well, I, yeah. I feel like I'd want to go, like, fifth or something like that. Exactly. So like something like that. Yeah, if you were, like, the fifth guy in the face to go, you'd be stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always kind of a toss-up. Yeah. So one thing I heard that was really cool, I was out with Shane Charlebaugh the other day,
0: and he was saying that um, basically – he he came home, or when you first were deciding to embark on the freeride world tour, and you were watching every podium contest run like ever, or something yeah. like that, yeah, so, yeah. in order to get mentally prepared. Like, can we talk about that preparation process? I love that. Yeah.
3: So they have all of, like the previous runs like uploaded online. Like you yeah. can watch like a recorded live stream from 2018 if you yeah. want. You know. So I was going through and rewatching all of the runs that had done bad. And or not that uh, I was rewatching all the runs that had done well, yeah, you know, and um, trying to figure out like, figure out the pattern, yeah, right, like why engineer that, well, engineer well, why that they, why that they shit. did good, yeah, you know. So I was spending a bunch of time like, and odds are they always do it on like a similar if the same face, so then there's these guys that have been doing it for 5 years they're at a total advantage cuz they're just like
1: they've ridden that face
3: they've ridden that face you know like maybe a half dozen times or something and, and they've
1: never taken a run and i've it. never
3: taken a run on it you know Copy. yeah that's crazy so, like which is a total disadvantage so you're just trying to like the work's there for you to do for you to do your homework and like see how people get judged see what things maybe don't do good, see what things, like, they actually look out for in judging and see what other things, you know, you can kind of, like, not worry about as much. Like, being a little squirrely in the air is going to take less off your points as opposed to maybe being styling in the air, but, like, slapping your hand on the ground. Really, they, right? they, they like, dock the hand drag more. Yeah. Um, I kind of just made that up on the fly. Yeah, but <laughs> that's an example. But what like, about? I'm pretty sure that's something that would yeah. happen. Yeah, like but you, know, you
1: see skiers scrape their whole back on the yeah, ground. I was wondering is that thing. <laughs>
3: what's up with the backslap. Back you now. guys have opened a whole can of worms. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, talk. Can we like talk back? We got to talk or?
0: about backslap. Fire the back. The it to me is not a make. Like they go up the clip. They bomb hole. They push off their poles. Back. That is the definition of the bomb hole, right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um. Here's the
3: here's the back slap. Yeah. Let's
0: talk back. We we gotta Let's dive into the backslap. Back slap. It's gotta be a
3: huge talk uh, at the tour. Um I think it's kind of like A lot of back slap. <laughs> the, a lot of bar bar top back slap talk. So um I didn't get too into it about the backslap with any like skiers or snowboarders, and i kinda overheard a few conversations, like a few like just in passing comments, and I'm pretty sure that it was a big debate until the past couple of years, and as of recently, it seems like every, like skiers need to stomp. They okay. need to Kind of where the vibes at. Back slaps out. And like they can as do like ago. they can do like a back <laughs> lean. You know, they can kind of do like the back back lean like back seat but if guys are doing like a full back slap back that's like back hit that is considered a no fly zone. Huh? that's like a sloppy like Big, hand check gee, yeah, yeah you i always know? thought they
0: counted that as a make when i watch the videos yeah and
3: stuff. yeah You're like uh, so i don't because like that a land? the analogy is <laughs> like and it was a very simple analogy it's like well if you guys count the back slap i think this is what the conversation was again kind of making it up a hand drag shouldn't from, matter that much well the butt check
1: Oh, the butt, yeah. The What's back the slap
3: is the equivalent to the snowboarder's butt check. Butt check, it, butt check's a no make. Yeah. And Butt check in our in our world is a no make. Yeah. You know. But
1: if backslap works, butt butt, butt check should work.
3: Butt check should also be acceptable. Yeah. Um. So I no think no fly that's, zone. No fly. <laughs> so I think that's sort of where they were able to like find the common ground and and decide that. Um. At least from what I was seeing on the tour this year, like guys would like get really back seat.
1: I mean they go huge and then and they, huge to back slap.
3: And then like they do send send massive clips. <laughs> but I'll like the that. full back slap. Yeah. Like where you're really getting some And dragging a little bit. And dragging a little bit, like that's like not acceptable. Not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Tell us
1: about your first competition. How'd you do
3: where um, were you? Yeah, so it was in Hakuba, Japan. Wow. Um Big and Dog the, Japan, that's dope. Big dog Japan. Um and I like Kind of had all these, like, you know, first free ride contest ever. ever, ever. <laughs> So I was just like, well, I'm pretty sure I know what I need to do. And then just try like, stick to that plan. And I stuck to my plan. You know, I, I was like, I need two 360s and, like, figure out some other stuff in between.
1: You need to stomp. You need to look clean. And, like, I got
3: to, like, be clean, be fluid. Like, you don't want to spend too much time on, like, one edge. Even though you could be going the same speed if you do, like, one side slip but go the same pace and you do like four turns. Like that's going to, you know, look better. Yep. Right. So it's like all those little things flowing, flowing, um, flow state. Yeah. Flow It's flow, st- flow state. <laughs> it's a flow state um, situation. And, uh, essentially like I did not think my run went that well. Like I wasn't too impressed with it because again, coming from filming, it's you, the bar's so high. Yeah. Like everything's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be like perfect. One of the best tricks you've ever done. And this was like kind of a mediocre run in my mind. And then I got down and I, Ended up second,
1: first contest, first contest, He's so
3: sick, first contest, Shh. and then I got second, and I was just like, "Okay, you're like, like hey, dude, I, like I can, I can, let's hang. do this, like I think I can do this, you know?
0: Yeah. You're like the big dogs here to eat, boys, <laughs> move, up, move out of the way, <laughs> and, out of the way,
3: and like, yeah, dude, it was uh, that whole uh, freeride realm is really interesting in the fact that a lot of those guys are pretty, you know, it's like in generally skiers and snowboarders are like. Tunnel visions as to what else is going on in the world. Yeah, totally. And same deal with the free ride group is that they're just like they're all they know is the free ride group. A lot of them are really focused on free ride.
1: Were they like, who is this guy?
3: And I had gotten that from like a number of people where it was like, dang, really good for a rookie. Like, oh, Nils is like rookie season on the tour, and it's like, well, I guess on paper, it's on paper. I'm a rookie. I'm a rookie. I want everything.
2: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be easy. And then it's and then it was just like.
3: And again, not to be like arrogant or anything, was like, dude, I got like my first cover almost like ten years ago. And these there. guys maybe hadn't like, even heard of you. It was like I filmed like six video parts, <laughs> like one baker. Like I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't think I'm not a rookie. You know, we like, haven't been on the you, tour. They you. don't know what what's going yeah, on. So with that you. was like a little bit of the vibe I got from a couple people on it. Was just like, wow, you were so good. And it's like.
2: Where did you uh, come like, from? It's like,
3: well, you know, you should like so go ride Brighton for a day. So the free ride <laughs> tour. They're kind of disconnected from some of the shit, huh? Who, uh, can, can we hear some, some names them of who be. the riders are in the tour? Um, let's see. Well, this year there was like a sick, a pretty sweet lineup because, um, traditionally there's been a lot of riders that come up through free ride qualifying events, and it's really impressive because those guys, like guys like um Jonathan Pinfield and. Davey Baird, Blake Ham, who's also a local homie, they're all dope name. <laughs> Ham, also, dope names, and like <laughs> they're incredible snowboarders, yeah. which is sweet. But they've they're kind of in this this world that's a little bit maybe more disconnected than mainstream commercialized snowboarding, which is well, a lot of them aren't magazine
1: we... names either that I see exactly. flipping through the magazine. You know, and, and it's just I like see in the video,
3: and that's just kind of the except
1: Elias. You know, I've, I've heard of him obviously yeah, yeah. for a long time.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is that this year um there was uh like Elias Elhart, um Sammy Lubkey, oh, who's sick. done the tour Sammy's for a long time. Dope, he's dope, dude. But he's also a, a total G and comes from a filming background. I yeah, used yeah. to film with him get real year. Shout yeah. Out. And like he's dope. He's been around. He's been in it. He's like a part of the snowboarding mm-hmm. you know, maybe more mainstream community. Um and then also Victor De La Rue. Oh, Victor! And is like beast mode yeah. household name, and you know that's a
1: pretty insane crew you're up against.
3: Yeah, and oh, and Gigi Ruff. Whoa, Ooh. and Giggy. So Giggy only Ooh. did the big hey dog. for Gigi. <laughs> that's what's so up. So then, yeah, that was like, that's heavy, dude. So then all of a sudden I was like, oh cool, I'm doing like free ride world tour, and a lot of people would be like. Oh yeah, I feel like I've seen, you know, seen the videos like people don't seem to ride like too aggressively. I've seen your video parts. I'm sure you, you like you, dude, you're gonna like you're gonna win that thing, no problem. And I'm oh, like, wow. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing <laughs> And everyone What got you the invite? Um Like how'd you get on their radar or what? T- totally. So I um I'm kinda proud of this. I like I reached out to my uh goggle team manager at the time at Giro, Todd Kupke who put me in touch with a skier that I had done a shoot with two years prior and I got along with a guy really well, Drew Tabke, who's been on the tour for 11 years or something. One of the longest, like, standing names on the tour. He put me in touch with the head judge and the, I'll like, chain of, you, it sounds like. And the, yeah, and the chain of communication was kind of like, hey, Todd, can I, like, get Me a contact, like I want to try to talk to someone. He's like, Yeah, I can t- talk to Drew, but like, odds are, you know, not gonna happen, not really gonna happen. And same thing with Drew's, like, Yeah, I can, I'll put you in touch with Bertie, but like, keep in mind, like, it doesn't it's really not happen. happen bud. And then I reached out to you know, Bertie, the head judge, and like, I sent him like a uh, essentially like a proposal kind of resume thing, which I've I got to college for that. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to college, and it's like, you know, it's and that's and that's where things like. Oh, these like you know you put your video parts on paper and like you put your contest results on bullet points and like all of a sudden you you're official. And then like a you resume. tell he's got yeah. a resume. Yeah, yeah, resume. Yeah, I got a resume. has <laughs> got know? a resume. i like and you kind of like add in like your opening paragraph of like this is why I think I'd be a good fit because I've done these things and I go to school for this. So my mind works this way. Like I'm your guy. Um, coincidentally enough, a rider had been injured that same month. This is in September. Had to pull out from the tour last minute. A spot opened up. Bert, uh, Bertie opened the wildcard tour, like season whatever for me. And yeah, so I was expecting a no, and at best a like one stop. And, and if then, you
1: did bad on that first one, you were out.
3: Either way, I would have been out. Like even if I'd won, because they have like oh host like special guest at this event. You yeah, know, I've seen like, T. Ricky doing that. It, yeah, Travis Rice will like do that. Um, so at best, that's what I was expecting. And then all of a sudden, it was like. Yeah, like we think you'd be a good fit. Like you look good. Yeah, like here's a spot for like the season, which Ooh. never really happens. And it was just all these like perfect storm things lined up and I think I had communicated myself in the right way and like yeah. shout out to college. <laughs> shout out to college <laughs> Man, dude. And then um and then I just said yeah and I was I was on, I was on board. And so what was the final result? What ended up happening? So, after Japan, uh, we went to Canada. I had a rough go in Canada. till and this mid-March. tour can't
1: be cheap. You're going to Japan, Canada, Europe, I mean, yeah.
3: And like so that's also that's stressful, um, that you know that's like deciding how you're going to spend your money. Luckily, they break up the prize money, so like first is a little bit less money but the whole field gets paid out. Everyone gets yeah. paid. So everyone, so like I think from fourth down to whatever last place, you get that's like a, at least a grand. Mm-hmm. So something for pay. your time. Because mm-hmm. that, that's the thing, like a lot of these guys don't like, I'm lucky enough and I'm at a point in my snowboarding that I have like a travel budget, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people don't have that. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of no. these guys on the tour are just kind of making it happen. It's a total passion project. Mm-hmm. And shout out to all of them Yeah, for that's like where their heart is and that's where their motivation yeah. is. And, and you, you see that yeah. And it's especially being as like crusty as I can get even though I'm young, I've like been in it for so long yeah. that like I can't help but get crusty sometimes, yeah. you know. <laughs> and um to see that like level of passion people put out is pretty admirable. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, so anyways, um after Canada, uh went over to Europe and was in Andorra for about a week and they canceled the event. No. The judges weren't able to see us and they like we were put on hold a couple times and then eventually they just called it and they weren't going to, they don't
1: extend it another day. It's just done.
3: No. Cause I, I mean, in their end, it was just, that's so much money to like yeah. try, get everything back and all the infrastructure again. back in place and by infrastructure. I don't mean like, are there like physical. helis flying around? What are we talking about? Yeah, so there's like it's, a heli flying around the whole time, Crazy, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got, a, I a forgot you got event. a chopper on you. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. You got
0: the GoPro like course. Yeah. Thing yeah, going. Exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Not so something you
1: like... can just reschedule for the next good day or whatever. It's totally. It's what happens, happens. Yeah, so
3: it's a pretty, like... And the tour themselves, for as the production they do, they are extremely dynamic with how they're able to adjust and adapt to weather and conditions mm-hmm. in the landscape, which was really impressive to see. Um. So, indoor was canceled. And then about a week later... Um, there was the event in Fieberbrunn, Austria. So you didn't how even go home. No, no. no sorry. And I was so you were not jet lag. That's tight. Yes, yeah, yeah, so that was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by this point, you know, I'd been in Europe for like two and a half weeks or something. Um, and I was actually planning on staying another three or four weeks through the finals. Um, and how they were gonna make up the snowboard men's event was there's two sta- there's two starting gates because the venue's so big in um, Fieberbrunn. Um, so in the morning, all the snowboard men went first, down start one, and then everyone ran their contest. And then it was the Andorra staged in Austria event. Ah. And we all took our second run from the second stop. But I like, I was, I think, fourth overall starting the day. And then I kind of had like, a little bit more creative, funner run because the venue was, like, pretty rolling and playful. It was, like, sort of more my style, I'd say. Um, and, like, landed my run and just, like, won it. Yeah, that and run did, was wow. sick. And it turned it just turned out to be, like, a run that, like, I'm really proud of. Like, Japan, I got second. And in general, I wasn't really proud or impressed with my run. But then, you know, looking back at the run I had for the first first run in Austria, I was just like, Job, dude. you felt yeah. good. Like, proud of yourself. And that that like, was like contest number one. That right? was contest. That was number One, of, or one or that was
0: in Austria. That, that Austria was the Austria. Austria. There's Austria one, one and Austria two, right? Basically, technically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly.
3: Um, and then I like. So yeah, then I won it, and that put me in like that bumped me from fourth overall to first overall. Um, so at this point, are you doing some engineering? Like, I need 100%.
0: this score to win. I need. Like, I don't need to. I need to go all out. I just I need didn't,
3: to. No, so I, like, I I mean, I didn't get that into it. I wasn't yep. trying to be, like, oh, I need, like, if I get this score and this person gets this place, and yeah. it's, like, a guarantee, yeah. like, I win the title. Mm-hmm. Um, you had everything to lose, though. And I had plenty to lose, yeah. you know. But for me, I was just, like, just land your second run. Like, yeah, do like, so- don't like, blow it. like Get eat, a run. Yeah, like, don't blow it. Get a run, but, you know, try something. Like, don't yeah. play it too safe. Like you can afford to go for broke and still go to the finals, you know. Um, so I just tried to find like that middle ground, and then ended up winning the second contest wow. <laughs> on my end. We didn't realize it at the time, but I had had a few people who was like, "Did you just lock down the title? Like, did, is that did that just happen?" I was like, Ugh, "Before Verbier. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, well, I don't." I don't actually know, and we talked to one of the the organizers, and she was pretty frazzled and like trying to do the numbers on her laptop. She didn't even know either. Huh? And she like was just like, "No, like if Victor had gotten six instead of fifth, you would have won." Oh wow! And then like the next day, um, I pretty much I heard it from like a number of people. And was like, "No, like we went through the numbers again, you and did. like you did it." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa!" So you're basically, and it was like they took the numbers, which was sort of like bittersweet because like i had just no matter what i would have won yeah either way you I could have, have won. stayed home and i still have yeah. won. Yeah. you know in second
1: and third though we're still on a cloud i imagine
0: yeah
3: it, it happens yeah. in motocross a lot same yeah, thing. yeah.
0: They, they secure the before they mm. you know three races from the finish the yeah last totally one. yeah that's in- dude dude oh, congrats, and then, and then man, it was all of a huge. sudden
3: and then it was like and it's still it like hits at random times like we're talking about it right now and i'm like Oh yeah, I'm like the free ride world tour champion. It's it's the <laughs> sickest ever. It's <laughs> the sickest. Like, and I'm just like one of the boys, right? Oh, it's it's just like someone That's from huge. like the inside team like yeah. fought through, you know. And did it. <laughs> and did it. Let's yeah.
1: talk cheddar biscuits.
3: <laughs> I mean at the end at the end well, of
1: the day. What kind of prize money are we looking at here? Um cheddar biscuits.
3: That day that day was <laughs> That day was pretty cool. Um It was uh, five grand for each first place. Oh, so
1: one day right there, ten k.
3: Yep, and then um, you've had a lot of ten k days. A lot of ten k days, stacking up (laughs) since in your young life. It's a good number. (laughs) I like that. And um, uh, yeah, we also got because the snowboard men had to go up first thing, and then we were they rushed us to try get us like taking a second run. Everyone else at the venue had to hike, and it was like an hour hike. And we got heli bumps. heli-laps. So yes, insane. <laughs> got two heli-laps. Some heli <laughs> two first bump places. Ups, two won first the title. <laughs> <laughs> insane, got big cash. And big I was day. like, that was a pretty solid day, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you've had some landmark days, man, in your some young life. Some good days, yeah. yeah.
3: Get, I, get like
0: this day. I like a good day, like a good day. This guy's accomplished more at age twenty five yeah. than like
1: any almost anybody will in their yeah. entire life. Yeah, it's you insane. start stacking up events and it's triathlons and <laughs> video parts it's and crazy. covers, it's it's really insane. I
3: want I do, I, just, I want in. I want Want to be a snowboarder? It's it will actually talented, as it, he says. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, see, the thing is, <laughs> I'm actually talented. I, I will say
0: this about this: that it pisses me off. Like, okay, <laughs> you got to work like, a little harder. No, is that what you're saying? I go, I go skate with. I skate pretty much every day in the summer. At, yeah, at skating least. is a black Okay, ass. <laughs> you go good. skate with Nils. He hasn't looked at a skateboard in fucking months, dude. He gets on this thing. He's like blasting like frontside flips, and he's like, his, everything's talented. popped. It pisses me off, bro. I'm not even
1: I got
3: yeah, dude. I got
1: <laughs> some t- I don't know what to tell a little off subject. Did you get your car stolen skateboarding in Salt Lake City? Uh I got my truck stolen, truck stolen? trail running. Trail
0: running. Yeah. yeah no, another cool truck story I remember hearing though is uh you I remember you were like, I'm driving back east to give my sister my truck.
3: Yeah. I I always that, thought that was really
0: thanks, commendable, man. cool thing.
3: Yeah, thanks, man. I um I so I mean, yeah, you hear a lot about Hans and I. Yep. And then we also have a younger sister, Winter. I was planning on getting a new truck, and I had, like, an old beat-up Toyota pickup. And I was just like, this might last you for a year, at That Toyota sick. Dude. And it was such a sick truck. Yeah. It was so cool. You <laughs> Didn't it have, did it have a truck. lightning bolt on it? Yeah, it's pretty big. Gold lightning bolts outside of it. And, um, yeah, so she came out and visited Utah for a little bit. And um, we drove that truck back to Vermont. And just... Just left it with her, you know, because, like, dope. you know, I maybe could have sold it sick. for, like, $1,500, $2,000,
0: yeah, yeah, $2, $2, you a, know. That's, I think it's cool to give her such a good role model. You and your brother are good role models, and then you give her the vehicle, and it's just a, that's just a,
3: yeah, awesome life. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's, like, you can only do, like, so much. It's not like I'm a philanthropist or anything, but it's, like. I can try to take care of some people in my family and like find a little bit ways can go a long g- way yeah, like yeah. that. So like
1: yeah. that must have been huge for
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's dope. Yeah. Well, man, it's it's been
0: crazy. Your journey. Like you went, you went Burton contest, baby. <laughs> you went, you know, half pipe mediocre guy to uh, <laughs> Solomon seatbelt grab progressive park jumper. Then you, you know, winning quarter pipe contests, winning big air contests rock climb fanatic engineer then transferred to video park guy won the banker bake slalom regular and switch and then you know transitioning into winning the free ride world tour ft like straight up like right Big out of the gate like dude it's crazy what you have done man and i just think i think thank it's just in, it's really inspiring dude, to see you just can constantly reinvent yourself when some people just exactly. stay in this Pigeonhole. Would you say that's Mm kind
3: of what keeps you going? Then I think I've noticed that's a pattern of mine. Is that like you know it's like the the dinner example I came up with is like as soon as I was done cooking the noodles, it's like all right, what's next? Yeah, so what's next tomorrow? Yeah, Um, I'm in on free ride. For the foreseeable, you're locked in, in. Next, next season. Yeah, I want to. You I'm enjoyed gonna do, it. I'm going to do the tour again. Defend the title. I want to go to you know do the final stop, like mm-hmm. see that through. If
1: the final stop is probably a big deal, huh? it's
3: a it's like its own thing. There's yeah. like a parade in the whole town, and oh, it's wow. just like a big. Is thing. it
1: always mm Verbier? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a big thing. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see you do this.
3: Yeah. yeah, so do that again. Um, this season I had been trying to film with Absinthe, which was a Really sweet opportunity, but also difficult to find a balance between contests and staying like motivated, and not burnt out to like try fit in filming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I might... filming
1: a video part's a full time job, it's exactly, yeah. It's, and I didn't go, you in... can't just dip your toe in really and get a part,
3: no, no. And I, I knew I was planning on just trying to have like some clips, yeah. Um, which I think I'll still accomplish a
1: cameo in your brother's part or something, yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, moving forward, I want to. Figure out ways to get a lot more involved in my snowboarding, uh, uh, beyond like being in front of the camera. Um, again, do the tour. I think if everything lines up, Travis Rice is doing his Natural Selection tour. Shout out to T. Ricky. Shout out.
1: Were you at that trial run, or were you somewhere I, else?
3: Uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't able to make it. It to looked that. like it was pretty sick though. Mm-hmm. Huh? And um, they're. I mean, they're only selecting pretty small group of writers you're in there and i don't know if i'm in there or not i i've been like talking to him and you know like send in him a the resi. scene copy of the old resi <laughs> send him that resi over yeah, I'll show <laughs> travis the resume no he's familiar with the he's familiar like, with the resi he, he's like <laughs> <laughs> no chris, he's already got chris just listed
1: your resi
0: so <laughs> yeah send him a soundbite <laughs> yeah um so oh, I, it, we if, forgot about the the disney movie and the disney cloud oh, yeah, nine that's, of course that's yeah. are you disney. gonna do the cloud nine
3: also, that's
2: what we're that's, people want to know what's next. <laughs> that's patent, patent pending. I that's, need to, <laughs> okay, copy. Okay, okay, continue. But
3: yeah, do the tour uh, if I can. I was thinking it could line up to do a lot more, like, contests next year. Like, in hindsight, looking back at this year, I could have also – I could have done the tour. I could have also made it to the Travis event. Um, and then I could have also made it to Baker and the um, – there's this event called Kings and Queens at Corbetts. I know they fly off the thing. Yeah. Who, who, who won
1: shoot. that this year? I was hearing about
0: that. That recently. was so it's
3: a skier and snowboarder event. So, so it's like good sick. judged, yeah. and Hans got second. Oh, that's right, Hans. Which yeah. is shout out to the sick. other mud dick, Hans. Yeah, shout out to Hans. <laughs> 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 uh, and then skiers were like first, third, and fourth. Yeah. I seen a
0: dude go off in on like a like a. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know sk- the. Uh,
3: yeah, Sitsuki. what do you call it? You get guy. Yeah, yeah that oh, was geez. incredible. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. Like I, did it I didn't see that. that, so mad, that yeah, he did that last year. It was incredible.
1: And Hans rolls out, gets second place. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet. Another naturally talented character. He's not good just at in a, things. In a different way. He's good at the things. Non- Non-engineer.
3: <laughs> good yeah. at stuff. But next season, I think some contests. The tour, maybe Travis's thing, and if I can fit it in, do something like Baker. Corbett's Baker again if I could do the tour Baker and Travis's thing that it sounds would be, like a big year that would be like a sweet season um after that I mean I feel like I would be sweet to do that next year then like seasons after that maybe if it seems like contests still make sense do contests but I want to start figuring out and be a little more hands-on on the logistics side of having my own project and just kind of understanding that that's it seems like a natural role to
1: project like a brand, like a contest, like a what are, um, what are we talking? Like video, just
3: my own like video, you know, video. Like just something in like a sick 15 minute video. I'd like to watch right. that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to watch like it. I would hit the subscribe
0: button. Yeah. On the, you know what I'm saying? Consider yeah. two subscribers right here. <laughs> exactly. So
2: I got or one or and two. two. Yeah. Exactly. We're in.
1: See if you can monetize
2: yeah. that with YouTube. Yeah, but
3: I don't know. I'm excited. I'm like. I was planning on moving to France this summer, and I was going to be doing engineering work with Solomon. But with that, I've been communicating with, with Wole about putting together, like, a board for his line. Sick. Which is Dude, I was really riding
1: sweet. one of his boards this year. Yeah. I, I ride his board I, I mean, exclusively, except on the big powder days, I do break out that uh the Asmo collab. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the six-piece, other than that, but damn.
3: Yeah. And that's, like...
1: That board is nuts. Oh,
3: man. I because I rode one of the Wally boards all season. It's been like my favorite which, which board ever had. How does that, that thing do for like a cab two? Um, I was trying some onto some <laughs> snowbanks. A little hard on the rider. Little hard to get around, but that's also me. You know, I'm kind of a stiff guy. I'm, I'm pretty good at like just like landing. Okay. I, I'm not too okay. good at twisting. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I seen you yeah. cab two though. You got him.
3: Yeah, oh well, come out man! I at don't
0: the do cabin, that. you remember you did a dope
3: one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done, I used to, there was about, uh, I was real, I was kind of like, dip yeah, get on the tip my toes in the world. You get dipping into, into I a a rail. did a trip. Yeah. That's you a hard thing to just to dip. dip your toes into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how you get an aggressive edge case. Yeah, catch. you're going to want to yeah. stay a
3: little more flat based. You're not going to want to dip the toes. Yeah. <laughs> wanna, yeah. There's a few things I've kind of, I feel like I've. I've written off and, I maybe that's the next, that maybe, the next step maybe maybe he wins like a gym cur- contest real maybe real snow yeah, that could be i would like the curveball yeah that would know everyone yeah. it's like
1: yeah.
0: or, or like hot dogs and handrails. Yeah. this guy wins
3: Win. but. yeah but yeah real snow i'd, I'd have, have like to come cook. up with more than a cab too but give me a summer We'll work on it some people
1: do hot dogs and just do the same trick for three hours i've seen him do um
0: Split board at uh, the Rail Gardens before. Mm-hmm. Oh, that could be a, that gardens. could be a bold strategy for yeah. hot dogs. You split, yeah. board, you split board, up, up and, and you yeah. switch together.
3: over, and it's kind of a promotional thing. <laughs> <They're> I'll, <like laughs> I'll turn the six piece <laughs> into a split board. Uh, yeah, love <laughs> best board on the market.
0: Shout out to <laughs> the heavy, six heavy piece. Fired.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no,
0: wrong wrong <laughs> soundbite. Whoopsie.
2: <laughs>
0: That's a sound bite. Oh, oh man, the best board on the market, boys. Dang, dude.
2: Dude, um, we did it. Look at us. Um, I lo- dude, it's been, Very it's been incredible. It's been incredible. So
0: sick. I got uh I got two questions I kind of want to end. It's actually, well, it's kind of their combination questions. So okay. kind of kind of send off. It's a two-part question. The two part, yeah, it's a two-part. First two-part. First, two part. First part, um who would you say your biggest influences in life and or in
3: snowboarding just for, you know, Ooh. people out there? Um I'm going with a word association thing here I, instead of looking to Deep into it, one of the first, like, names and faces that popped into mind was uh, Justin Clark. Jay stone yeah. Jay stone What a leg. Who also, didn't he do the, did he work with you on the six p He designed the six piece. Exactly. That's wow. baby. And now he's yeah. designing boards at K2. Yeah. Things like the Alchemist. Shout out to Jay stone <laughs> Shout out to Jay stone That's dope. Um, yeah. I was kind of the first, that guy just, he's got a good work ethic. He's an engineer technically. Too. Yeah, we went to, so we went to school together yep. um, and he was about a year ahead of me. Um, and just kind of seeing everything he's done in the route he's gone mm-hmm. and just his work ethic and like the way his life's sort of shaping up for him is super. It's just super inspiring mm-hmm. to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So that, yeah, that's, that's part one. And then, um, okay,
0: beautiful. And then I was going to say, um, what, what would you say the most, the three most important things you did that helped contribute to your success along the way? Like three, three actions or three
3: things that you could maybe name. <sighs> Um, reflect, always look back and try to understand what you had done, listen, oh, like, and I think with listening, you got to be, like, super unassuming, right, and that's, like, maybe this, like, emotional disconnect part for me, and I think what I am naturally really good at is just kind of, like, hearing what someone has to say, don't let my ego get involved, and just try to, like, pull out things. Um... So it was. It was. Listen. What was the first one again? Again, you got one, one more left. I, um, just like, look, just be observant. Try to always be aware of what's going on around you. That's crucial. Don't Simple. like. I think it's really easy that I, every one of us gets pretty like narrow focused, vision. Hundred percent. You know. Hundred percent. And like whether you know whether that's me in the fall like uh, training, you know, like, yeah, or during the winter time snowboarding like there's always a bigger picture there's always other people like
1: think about people around It's a large like
3: we live in like a world with a lot of people that we all like are kind of part of this like effort to just be better better people you know yeah, like like, something I think I've realized a little more recently it's and this is like a, a just traveling but maybe you could take it into life too is it's with traveling people always were like, impressed if I was just going to be, like, oh, I'm going to spend, like, two days in Tokyo by myself. I've never really been on a train before, but, like, yeah, I got a cell phone. I'll, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And, and the message there is, like, no one's not trying to help you. Like, the whole infrastructure, to be exact, in a subway system, even though you might be completely overwhelmed in Tokyo, is to get you where you need to go. And, like, part of that is just you just kind of, like, taking some pause, look around.
1: Look around, be you observant. Know? Yeah, do this. Slow down. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was good, man. That was. This has yeah, been a hell of a conversation, Nils. Thank so much ti- thank you for you taking so the time. Do you need to thank any sponsors, people, before we go? Or are you good? What, too many to thank.
3: Um, obviously, thank my sponsors: Solomon, North Face, Jiro. Thank all you know, friends and family, everyone that's kind of like dealt with my robotic attitude or <laughs> <laughs> been been a part of it for the ride. Just. Allie, Carl, Hans, Winter. I'm just like grateful to be here. Man, yeah,
0: unreal, dope, unreal, dude. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank you you guys. This has been an awesome conversation. This
3: has been sweet. Yeah, appreciate it so much. And shout out to the Disney movie. (laughs) Yeah, uh, final shout out to Dove Cameron. Feel free to DM me anytime. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Instagram is nils underscore minnick. And mud uh, mud I look dick. forward to Mind hearing dick. from you. I hope you not it mud dick. It's <laughs> <mid-dick>. <laughs> It is not mud dick.
0: We'll see you next week. Thanks see for you. tuning in. Wow, we did it! Nils Mendick, a true champion in all aspects of life. A buds, dude, complete legend, man. Straight up legend. Once again, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't be afraid to screenshot it, post it on your gram. And we found out that if you do a review. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, that does
1: a lot for us. We'd really appreciate that. What do you think, Buds? Dude, we got that merch up on the website, too, man. You want a Bud Diesel shirt? Where do you go? Bombhole.com We got
0: a bunch of episodes stacked up. We're gonna keep rolling them out, and uh, man, we're just happy to be a part of this community. You guys are awesome, and and we just want to thank you for listening.
1: Peace. Peace out, man. Thank you so much. So hype, all you guys, man. Keep tuning in. We'll keep churning
2: it out. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you next week, over and out. Peace.